Art reviews are in, and the scores are mixed. They're sort of all over the place. I want to be looking at sort of some of the bias that might be going on with this game. Are there things about it worth checking out? Many people look at a game like this and they say, hey, it's on Game Pass, but it's also... $70, so where does that gauge your interest? I do think even with the mixed reviews, it's landing at around a 7.5 currently, even if you sort of take like the gamut of scores across the board, meaning I am sort of recommending people proceed with caution. I'm going to walk through why. I've got a lot of reviews to pull from here. I can't get consensus about this game at all. Uh, if you like this video, make sure hit you hit like, hit subscribe. I put all the good information right here at the beginning. Uh, I am starting late because I had to throw this show together. I was going to do a completely different show and then I saw, oh my goodness, the review embargo dropped. I thought it was dropping later today and it dropped this morning. So if you're unaware, uh, Atomic Heart has been at the center of some controversies that I have no desire to talk about, but I sort of saw it from the very beginning as a game that seemed very peculiar. It did not seem like there was consistency in the graphics. It didn't seem like there was consistency in the gameplay, and I was kind of curious as to why that was. I thought, why why are we getting such a disparity within the gameplay? And now I think some of that is leading to disparities in the review scores themselves. Now, obviously, anytime that game reviews come out, you see the very quick 9s and 10s that get thrown out there. Some game review outlets seemingly just give everything glowing reviews. You also have, you know, those embargo dates. You, you honor those embargo dates, and when you want to get those codes again, you're going to continue to kind of be nice to games. You may be, you know, sort of maybe you want to be known as a review outlet that gives reviews that are scored you know well Metacritic currently only has 7 PC reviews it's landing in a 78 there's 13 PS5 reviews landing in a 79 and there's 9 Xbox reviews landing in a 76 now Xbox would seemingly be the platform that you would want to see it perform the best on for that ecosystem specifically this is one of their bigger titles this year hitting Game Pass it's not a Microsoft title but it was one of the ones that a lot of people were throwing out there is like hey man that Atomic Heart's looking great it's going to be on Game Pass so let's look at of some of the outlets and I'm going to go through more of some of the summary statements and just show you how there just doesn't seem to be a consensus about this game, about its performance, its graphics, its bugs uh, the gameplay and the combat I can't really get a bead on where this game is landing. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. We know they do tend to be a little bit more generous so when they're critical I tend to like perk up and listen because they do tend to land on the higher scores of, uh, of games and thresholds. They said Atomic Heart is a deeply ambitious, highly imaginative, and consistently impressive Adam Punk inspired attempt at picking up where the likes of Bioshock left off. Something is done with a lot of success. So it's saying that it did that with a lot of success. Now, it certainly makes missteps cheaply with an infuriating uh, leading man and self indulgent habit of using the same tired tropes that it tries to make fun of. But this stern, super powered, and stringently solo shooter has worked its way under my skin despite these flaws. Atomic Heart didn't always bl- blow me away, but it definitely has the ticker to punch well above its weight. I'm not really sure what they mean by punching well above its weight. It had, a, I'm, I'm seemingly a, a pretty good budget and a lot of marketing, and it really touted to be a pretty impressive game. Not to mention, uh, that is one consistency that you'll notice in the reviews. Nobody likes the main character. I think that's going to be kind of hard 
uh, if you don't like the leading man that you're playing as, that might make it difficult. Uh, and look at Forspoken. Okay, people are being pretty hard on the main protagonist in this game. So, you know, people were hard on Forspoken for similar reasons. So it seems like people are being fair. If your protagonist is lame uh, or boring or annoying, then, you know, it's not it's not going to go well for your game. The actual Xbox Metacritic seems to have dropped to a 74 down from when I even checked this morning. So it's not faring well on the Xbox for whatever reason. We can obviously take a look at that maybe during uh, the actual live discussion. GameSpot gave it a 6 out of 10, and they quickly rattled off the good and the bad. They say there is incredible boss music. That's not really convincing me of anything. The looting mechanic is really fun. Gunplay is familiar, but solid and fun in its execution. They said the bad, a deeply unlikable protagonist. Storyline doesn't do anything interesting with its cool premise. The open world design between the more linear levels slows down the story and it saps away the narrative's momentum. So GameSpot coming in, giving it a pretty critical review at a 6 out of 10. Even the good things they sort of bullet point list off there aren't to me that convincing to, you know, to check out the game. Push Square gave it a 6 out of 10. Now I'm going to put Push Square and Xbox era back to back. Obviously, Push Square is Sony, you know, sort of Sony oriented platform and Xbox era is oriented around Xbox. I do think there's going to be some bias here. I think you're going to find Xbox leaning outlets and platforms being very generous to this title because I think they see it as a win for the Xbox Game Pass. I also think when you play something on Game Pass, you might be less critical. You didn't spend $70 on this title, so you're not going to be looking at the bugs and the glitches maybe as critically as you might. So Push Square gave it a 6 out of 10. They said that the facility 3826 looks great. It's a great Mick Gordon soundtrack, a lovely weapon design, and versatile ability system. Now the negatives were it's a bit too long. I never really understand that criticism unless of course you're getting bored in the game. That sometimes is an indication the game's not that good. Open world sections don't add much, so there's some consensus there that another review outlet that's going on the negative is saying, yeah, the open world's not that great. The writing is all over the place, and the protagonist is mostly annoying. There it is again. Nobody likes the leading man uh, in this game. Now, Xbox Era gave it an 8.4 out of 10. This is one of the higher scores we're seeing. We are seeing some of this is ACG's uh, review, by the way. I thought he had some good gameplay, so be sure to check out AC's, ACG's review. Xbox Air gives it an 8, 8.4. I'm, I'm seeing 8.5s and 9s. And Those are the highest scores that we're seeing. Whenever I see 10 out of 10 on a game like this, I don't even bother reading the review. That's just somebody, I think, mindlessly giving it a thumbs up, man. Check it out. Like, I don't really care to read reviews like that. Xbox Era says, looks great. That's a pro. That sounds a little generic, but they're saying, oh, it looks great. Now, I am seeing consensus that the game looks good. I don't think anybody ever disputed that it looked good. I was consistently concerned about performance because I saw visual degradation throughout the you know the months leading up to launch when they were showing us gameplay. They said fun combat and an upgrade loop, intriguing and well-written story. So now we've got somebody saying that the story's well-written. We've got other reviews saying the complete opposite. So this, this review does seem to be at odds with some of the consensus we were hearing about the writing. Uh, great music. There's another person saying the music's great. Lots to do. Now, the cons. They said bugs galore at launch. I'm not really sure how you can give a game such a high score when you say it has bugs galore. They're not saying there's some minor bugs. They're not saying, oh, there's a few bugs. They're saying there's bugs galore. Uh, occasional balance issues. Can't clear the map after rolling credits. I never understand games 
that do this. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Ori in the Blind Forest, did this. The first time you beat it, like you couldn't go back and clear the map. I think they fixed that later with like a new game plus thing, or I think they just fixed it later and said, "Oh no, you can go back into your game." So that's that's a weird one. Uh, so not exactly a glowing review, right? Like bugs galore and some other fundamental problems with them. They're giving it an 8.4. Now, again, I, I just, I, I continue to say, I think some of that bias is going to lead people to give it a better score. If people play this on Game Pass, they might be more generous to it and say, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Now, if you had a ch- shelled out 70 bucks for it, you might have thought differently. PC Gamer says that Atomic Heart seems like a great set of visuals trapped in a game that doesn't live up to them, and I'm left feeling colder than Siberian snow. So PC Gamer does not give it a glowing review. It it leaves them feeling kind of cold. SkillUp does not recommend this game. He was pointing to inconsistencies as the reason why. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing, but I tend to almost always line up with his reviews. And he's landing on a uh, on a do not recommend. Now, Twinfinite is one of the lowest scores we are seeing. They said, despite what a promising combat formula, as well as up uh, supporting systems behind when it comes to skills, crafting, and upgrades, there are also several equally frustrating aspects of it that hold the game back. The hope is that Munfish is able to fix some of the more glaring issues post-launch, but right now it feels like a less welcome revolution and more like nuclear disaster. So, they're not saying that it's it's necessarily a terrible game, but they're like, there's all these frustrating things that are going to need to be addressed and fixed. That is somewhat corroborated in some of the other reviews, that there's glaring bugs, there's b- bugs galore, there's issues, there's things that need to be fixed. So, there's practically no consensus, okay? Usually when I do these review roundups... I get a general consensus. Like, when Hogwarts Legacy came out, there was a consensus about combat, there was a consensus about world size. Now, people will view world size differently. They'll say, too big, too long. Other people say, oh, it's amazing, I never get bored. So what you can come away from that is, oh, the world's big. So I think this game, you can conclude there is a lot to do, and it might take you a while to do it. The question is whether or not you're having fun doing it for that long i think that's why you're seeing some of the reviews trends toward oh no it's too long it's it's not enjoyable also it does seem that the bugs and the graphical performance we're not seeing a lot of consistency however we are hearing that on pc when you run dlss it actually runs rather well so i think consoles are where we're probably going to see some of the inconsistency in performance while pc is going to be one of the preferred places to play this game Negative reviews or even the mid-level reviews say that combat's very cliche, it's not inventive, it didn't seem like the combat won anybody over, we've got others saying that the combat is great, so again, it's going to be where you land on on this style of combat, it's kind of got that Bioshock vibe, it also kind of reminds me of some of the zombie games with the focus on melee, so if this kind of combat is something that you just you just drink up and love, you'll probably be right at home, if you were hoping with a lot of like innovation and creativity, you might might not find it in here again that doesn't mean that the combat's bad it just might mean that you won't enjoy it depending on what you are looking for while everyone seems to indicate that it looks great even very high score reviews like the xbox error review said that there are bugs galore some reviews point to an empty open world or gameplay that devolves into long lines of robots chasing you so again you'll have to just sort of take that and think through what exactly type of gameplay were you looking for i even noticed in some of the gameplay that was revealed that did seem to be the case the open world was a little scant and there were lots of like long lines of robots chasing you and I was like they seemed really 
hard to kill. They seem like they were kind of spongy, okay? Everyone does seem to point to the graphics looking nice, but performance is sort of going to be a while, but I think a couple of days maybe before we'll see that Digital Foundry video. How's the consistency? How does it run? Again, DLSS on PC seems to be where everybody is gravitating toward. Some of the some of the people talk about the fact that like there is an opposite level with the combat they really enjoyed it while i read one review that said even that big robot ball just kind of devolved into repetitious sort of predictable uh elements of like just get out of the way and shoot it i actually thought that ball fight looked really good so i might have disagreed with them on that point i don't know i haven't checked it out myself the one consensus that does seem represented in the very limited scores right now is that pc is the preferred platform and the leading man is terrible usually scores for games cluster a bit okay more than this we had this knockdown drag out fight in the discord this morning because i was like my alarm bells are kind of ringing right now when i see fours and fives and sixes and then seven eights and nines and tens usually reviews cluster they cluster around sevens and eights and then you're gonna have like nines and then you might have some sixes right so then you have that spectrum of like we got some sixes we've got some nines and some tens and then there's sort of a clustering that happens I'm not seeing a clustering just yet with this game. I'm seeing a pretty wide spread. Not only that, I'm not hearing consistent feedback on certain elements of the game. It's not, oh, everybody's saying the same thing about the protagonist. That's true. I'm not seeing anybody say the same thing about combat. Even people that said they enjoyed the combat, some of them said that they found it repetitious and a little bit rehearsed like they had done it before in other games. Even one of the positive reviews said the combat was familiar. So again, you're going to have to go in with that expectation of this might feel like a game that you've played before, okay? Usually, I think when these types of things happens, I think there is some bias at play. I I received a review code for this game two and a half hours before the embargo dropped like what am i gonna do with that seriously like five in the morning i guess i was supposed to spring out of bed come down here and start hacking away at the game to give you guys a review i you can't you can't do anything with the review code two and a half hours before an embargo comes out right and given the reviews i don't really see any reason to install it i don't think i'm going to add anything to discussion seems like a very sort of mid-level game i think it really over promised from whatever from everything i'm hearing it's kind of what i expected i expected to see an overhyped game with visuals that slowly degraded over time when raw gameplay started coming out we started seeing you know oh it doesn't look as good doesn't run as well as we thought you know as, as they showed us i remember the first time this game debuted i was kind of blown away and thought man that looks incredible and the more i've seen it the more i just don't think the visuals are as good as they initially promised it is a good looking game but i don't think it's quite at the level of some of those early showcasings and i'm so tired of people saying oh that's just normal in games they just show you something and then doesn't end up turning out to be that good well i I don't want to accept that as normal i'm going to call that out every time it happens because i actually think some games have stopped doing that we've actually seen some games improve over time with their gameplay showings right given the reviews at this point i i'm gonna give you some of my thoughts right now okay number one this is a perfect game for game pass 
This is a perfect Game Pass game, okay? That sounds weird to say, but we recently did a Game Pass debate podcast with DocDark1985 and my man 30 Instill Gaming, and that was a theme that kept coming up, the types of games that are perfect for Game Pass, okay? Based on the reviews and the incredibly inconsistent feedback, I cannot imagine spending $70 on this game. I don't see the glowing reviews that you want to see when something walks out into the market and is $70, right? And we got in into that debate on that podcast well if it's 70 dollars, you can ask a lot of the game but if it's on game pass well you didn't pay for it so what can you really ask of the game if it's mid-level if it's a if it's a solid seven out of ten game if it's a solid six out of ten game you can't really complain you didn't buy it right so i think it's a perfect game pass game i think people will play this for a couple of hours have a good time shoot some robots and probably put it down that doesn't mean that the game is bad but i certainly don't think this game is going to really have the impact that a lot of us initially thought it was going to have when we saw some of that early gameplay ign says that it hits above its weight class but how i don't understand how it positioned itself as a fairly ambitious seemingly from the graphics and how it looked it looked like a big budget title and It's being sold at a premium price. Now, somebody might say, oh, this is where the prices are now. You know, prices of games are now at 70. No one's making you put your game at 70. They could have charged 50. They could have charged 40. No one makes them set the game at 70, even though that's becoming a new pricing standard for AAA games. You don't have to put your game at that price point, okay? Based on the reviews right now, I'm looking and saying I, I can't really recommend checking out this game you're going to probably want to proceed with caution as i said i think this is a perfect game pass game it'll give the xbox fans a reason to boast about not having to buy a game while they play a game that seemingly is not worth buying number two bias in game reviews continues to be an oddity given how codes continue to go out Forspoken went through really strange things when its codes went out they were very very limited it seems like Atomic Heart did a similar thing where like I again I'm getting a code a couple hours before the embargo drops they did send codes to people who are more critical and and known for being pretty honest if a game's not good so it does seem like they sent out a little bit more and were maybe a little bit more confident in their product at the very least we can say it's a good that the embargo dropped the day before okay this is another title dropping at 70 dollars that just doesn't seem worth the premium price while reviews are always going to have some level of subjectivity to them, my alarm bells start ringing and start glaring when we see criticisms that are sort of being ignored in the final score. When somebody says things like, there are bugs galore, but they still give it a good score, that always makes me a little skeptical. We saw similar things with the Halo Infinite campaign. These reviews that were critical, they had a lot of negative things to say, a lot of lacking features, but then they would give the game a 9 out of 10. It became a meme in my channel, like, yeah, kind of rough, not a great game, lot of imperfections 9 out of 10 here's another time where I feel like people are literally pointing out problems things they don't like bugs galore and they're like yeah it's an 8.5 out of 10 and when such a wide chasm of differences is emerging I think there's got to be an issue here there's really good reason I think to stay back usually subjectivity leads somebody to say I'm going to give it a 7 to a 7.5 and and then another person's going to give it like an 8.5 to a 9. They're within a certain, you know, range of each other. Some of the outlets have their score as low as 4, 5, and 6 and then we have all the way up to 9s and 10s. I don't think you can ignore this chasm of difference 
in the review scores even games that do fairly well will sometimes have scores in the sixes right you'll have all these nines and tens and you have a couple of like contrarians that that give it a, a, a six but generally speaking again look for the clusters of scores where does everything cluster this game doesn't seem to really have a cluster just yet if there is going to be one it's probably going to be in the seven and a half range okay my conclusion is at this time given the price of the game and the inconsistencies in the scores i would say proceed with caution the pattern of big game launches with huge differences in scores is usually a game that lacks polish it's going to lack quality it's going to lack consistency we saw this most recently with forspoken game pass seems to have landed another score on the board for the year but not in the way that i want to see the xbox platform land points i think a lot of people are going to point to this as a victory for game pass they're going to say yep another great game just hit game pass we don't have to buy it right i think people need to be careful in defending game pass if your constant defensive game pass is you're getting to play games that you wouldn't buy you're defending the value of something with games that are apparently not good enough for you to purchase which is just an odd way to defend something's value you're constantly arguing for the stuff not being that great which i find to be kind of strange but Getting mid-level games that aren't worth buying doesn't, to me, make the ecosystem healthy or exciting simply because, hey, at least I didn't have to buy this game. That would be my concern, is that going forward, games like this continue to land, and that's the general consensus, is that, well, it was okay, but thank God I didn't have to buy it. That is not the endorsement that you want for Game Pass. That's certainly not the endorsement you want for your game. My radar has been ringing about this game for a while, and I continue to feel like I need to raise the alarm and just say, listen, this isn't really quite what they promised, right? There seems to be enjoyable parts, but as I said, and I'm going to say it again, I would proceed with caution. That's my show open. That's the flyover of all of the reviews that are out there. I I, I had to completely... I, 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 my whole morning got thrown off. I had a whole different show that I was going to be doing. Uh, it was going to be about uh, Diablo... And we we're, we're I, I don't know what I, I don't I guess we'll do that show tomorrow I I just don't know I was going to do two shows a day but I don't think I'm going to be doing that my Monday just is so hard sometimes to spin up and do multiple shows so I am curious what you guys think about this like the the, the chasm that we're seeing in the scores like I know not every game is eights and nines across the board right I know that doesn't happen. I'm not trying to indicate that that's a thing. Yo, what's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. This is good and bad for Game Pass because Xbox fans don't know how to critique Xbox and will view all 6s and 7s on Game Pass, making Xbox content with eh, games and last plays. To add to the reviews... Alright, hang on a second. Um, For anybody... Okay, hang on. For anyone waiting, the Atomic Heart Trophy Guide is cancelled. The game is a miserable experience and has a lot that makes it frustrating to do guide stuff. The map for the game is terrible. There's no good way to even list everything to make sense with this horrid map. Some trophies aren't tracking and there's no way of knowing if something is just glitched or not supposed to track. Areas aren't named, and there's no in-game tracking or anything to be able to make a guide. It's just a mess. It's a dire experience, as some of the game designs are just poor, plus really frustrating glitches that make it a chore to play. So, power... 
Power does great guides. I've used them plenty of times. <clears throat> they did one for God of War Ragnarok. Them canceling their guide is damning. Yeah, yeah, exactly, creature. My YouTube feed is filled with thumbnails of the female robot twins. Yeah, I, I, you, I, I, I've done two thumbnails with the guy, so I wanted to do a different thumbnail, so I used the robot chick this morning. Yo, what's good, Mick D O nine? Thirteen months and it's a member plus. Hit the like button. Thank you so much, Mick D O nine. It's, is it worth playing score? So five is just as much a negative as a positive, which is not worth time. It is pointless. So then we can review accurately, says Nitro. I'm not sure what you're saying, Nitro. Um, we need to get a standard that is barely acceptable and everything worse is not tolerated. Yo, what's good, Mass Produce? I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, I feel like this this, this, this clear and, and very apparent bias in game reviews continues to be an issue yeah here they just showed off some just just abysmal performance here this is in the IGN video watch this watch so he turns here and just oh my that's on the Xbox by the way that's on the Xbox um he reviewed it on Xbox Series X so that performance right there whatever the world that was happening I, th- that might be why the Series X is getting the lowest scores right now listen these are review outlets the, the, the community hasn't even descended on this right you haven't run anything like that says 9 milli I mean listen listen I'm not saying anything about the Series X I'm just saying this is IGN's review and that's where he played I don't think the Series X is somehow a, a worse or inferior console but like I would expect this game to fare far better on the Series X, right? I would expect it to, to fare better on the Series X because people are getting to play it on Game Pass over there. Yo, what's good, cowboy? Atomic Heart's the reason I'm signing back up for Game Pass so I can try the game, and then I'll play Hi-Fi Rush and some more High on Life. Oh, see, cowboy, you're, like, you're, you're literally putting on display one of the issues that like I tried to drive home on Friday when I was debating Doc and 30. It's like... That's that's what you're that's what you're creating. You're creating an ecosystem of these games aren't worth buying. So I'll sign up and just try them. Now I actually think Hi-Fi Rush is worth buying at thirty. I do. I think it's a fantastic game. I think it's well worth the purchase. I honestly wish it would have only been available for sale, so the devs would have gotten to ride that you know commercial success. I hope they get a ton of money from Steam, but. Oh, and High on Life. I thought High on Life was excellent as well. As long as you can get over the not safe for work elements, you know, it's pre- it's a pretty rough game. You're not going to want to play with kiddos around. But to me, it's like th- that's the issue is you're going to look at it and, th- and say that. You're going to say, well, I'll go over there eventually because, oh, these handful of games came out that don't worth, they don't look like they're worth a crap. So I- I'll sign up for Game Pass and just try them out. That I'm telling you, man. That ecosystem that that's got to change. Here's Games Radar uh, has a, this is Games Radar's um, conclusion. Atomic Heart lacks focus. It's a messy video game with big ideas and a desperate need for refinement and further optimization. This is perhaps best reflected in the decision to dilute the linear nature of the core campaign with a wide open space to explore. There's exceptionally little to see in this sprawling area, which is populated with a small set of repeating houses. One model 
a vehicle that you can careen into patrolling enemies and an unwieldy alarm detection system that often leaves you battling waves of androids with little reprieve. Atomic Heart wants to be a lot of things all at once, and while the ambition is certainly commendable, Munfish isn't able to execute its ideas with any consistency or clarity. There's that theme again. There's that theme again that it's not consistent, right? It's not a consistent game, right? Like, uh, my Atomic Heart, uh, let's see, uh, review roundup is diving into the Atomic, let's see here, Atomic Heart gameplay uh, uh, player feedback. Like, that's the consistency, is that it's inconsistent. Do you think reviews are subjective? Of course they're subjective. Of course they're subjective. I think that's the problem when we have these discussions, is like, people act like I'm saying something that I'm not saying. Like, I'm not saying, oh my gosh, there's a range of scores, this is so alarming, and then you gotta be like, well, game reviews are subjective, right? Game reviews are going to be uh, across a spectrum uh, of uh, of response. Well, of course they are. Of course they are. Like that's that's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is even when games get subjective, widespread, different responses of reviews, there's still some consensus. There's you can walk away and say, okay, I the only consensus I have about Atomic Heart is it's inconsistent people do not like the protagonist and the music is cool that's it those are the only three things i can confidently say looking at all of the reviews that i looked at to the extent that it's similar to bioshock wide-ranging scores make sense to me those old games are certainly good but you get opinions of 10 and trash and little in the middle but even the opinions that are giving it low scores they're not just saying oh it's trash because it's in some genre they don't like they're talking about performance issues optimization bad game systems there's a website that's not even going to do a guide for this game because the systems in the game are so poor right they're they're literally saying I, I I can't even make a guide the, the the systems the map it's it's so poor I can't even I can't even do the things that I want to do that I typically do like this is this is somebody that you know commonly does commonly does review uh, I'm sorry guides not reviews they commonly do guides and they're like nah we can't do it I, this thing is a dadgum disaster the systems are unreliable this I you know we can't pull anything up. We can't pull anything down and say, okay, here's all the lists of all the things you can do. Here's all the things that are getting tracked. That's that's not what's happening. Yo, could we get 30 more likes on the video? And guys, thank you so much for being here this morning. I hope you're enjoying the coverage. We did uh, we did have to make a big shift this morning and pivot to this. Uh, I was going to be talking about Diablo this morning but I was like oh no the the embargo dropped on that game I had been I had been you know wanting to cover the game quite a bit and uh, so it was like oh wow I need to completely switch gears here which means I then had to go and grab all the reviews to put this opening together I want to see what Cowboy said in response he said I think that's what Game Pass is meant for try the games you're on the fence for what else is Game Pass meant for yeah but okay okay I'm not saying it's not meant for that but if that's all it ends up being for so many people come on come on that's that's not a healthy ecosystem 
Good discussion here, to be honest. Don't want either side, consumer and devs, becoming complacent. Is it a broken game? Based on all the reviews that I have looked at, I would not describe this as a broken game. I would describe it as a buggy game. I would describe it as buggy. That all the reviews seem to indicate there are bugs. There, like the one, even Xbox era. Okay, this is one of the more positive reviews available. Is Xbox era, and they said there are bugs galore, and they gave it an eight and a half. They gave it an eight dot four. So even somebody that's giving it high praise is like, there's a lot of bugs here, right? So. I, I would say you could probably, you know, take that to the bank and say, okay, you know, even somebody that enjoyed the game is willing to admit there's some issues here, right? Maybe people are playing the review version. Game Pass is showing 21st as a release date. Yeah, that's tomorrow, Bella. Today the embargo dropped. So that's the beauty of this system. Like, that is one of the positives, I will say, about how they treated this game. One of the positives is... They dropped the embargo today. If you're going to buy this game for $70 right now, you have so many reviews you can go check and see and be like, I think I'm going to hold off, right? Or, or, as I said, this is a big win for Game Pass because this is a perfect Game Pass game. It's a perfect Game Pass game. Clearly not worth the 70 has some redeeming qualities. There are people that say, like, there's fun things in the game. There, You know, there's combat. There's IGN. IGN gives it an 8. They gave it a great. I, I'm not going to slam... I'm not going to slam IGN. I'm not. I, 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 th- I think they... They're generous. They're usually pretty generous with their... Uh, with their... With their review scores. Um, you know, I, but I always include them. I always include them because I think, you know, if they end up being kind of critical then that's usually something that you can say, oh, hey, you might want to pay attention, you know, to this. And, and you, might want to, you might want to listen up if IGN's being critical. I do, I do think they lean on the positive. This is going to be some footage from SkillUp's review uh, that he put out uh, this morning as well. So now a 7.5 is trash. I'm not saying anybody... I'm not saying that. I, I am not saying that at all. I'm not saying a 7.5 is trash. I'm saying the review scores are all over the place. They really and truly are all over the place. There, we, there, there, there is no... The only consensus that we have is that there is no consensus. Like, like okay, so when we did a review roundup recently of, you know, all the Hogwarts... All the Hogwarts review. It was like there was consensus. You could read a handful of reviews and you'd hear the same thing said about the same aspects of the game. Combat's way better than I expected, right? Uh, you know, it's far bigger than I expected it to be. Uh, you know, performance is good. Uh, you know, whatever. You see what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, Skill Up does not recommend. Skill Up does not recommend the game. Um, he. That again, I typically line up with his reviews. Like if he recommends something or he says something is worth checking out, I'm usually right. And yet Hogwarts has issues, audio performance and bugs. Right, and that's a thing, Kaiser. That's a thing. When you read those reviews, those things came out. I read three or four reviews that were fairly positive about Hogwarts and that consensus came out. Yeah, there's some performance issues here. There, there's, there's, and that drove my my consistent concern of like Hogwarts is going to struggle on old gen, man. If it's having trouble, if it's having trouble on these systems, if it's having trouble on PC, my gosh, right? 
Uh, you can say there are some trash games on Game Pass, but they were trash before they went to Game Pass. Game Pass did not make them trash. So as long as no one is attempting to push that viewpoint. Skillet really showed his quality. He didn't like the game, but he didn't just crap on it either. I find his reviews to be pretty reliable. Like, he actually dives deep down into the systems of the games, and he, you know, he, he chops them up. He goes and looks at, like, literally everything that there is possibly, uh, to look for. I, you know, I don't... I don't necessarily think that everybody's going to come to the same conclusion about a game, but I I would think that if a guy like him who pay, who takes his time to really look at every aspect of the game, and if he comes away from it and says, I don't recommend it, I put a lot of weight behind that. I really, really do. You shouldn't pay 70 for a badly performing game. A 7 in gaming isn't bad. Tiny Tina's Wonderland is about a 7. I thought Tiny Tina's Wonderland was like one of the best Borderlands games ever made. I, you know, it wasn't hard to beat, you know, Borderlands 3, though. There's a difference between 40 FPS with the occasional micro stutter versus Callisto. Oh, yeah, Callisto had a ridiculous amount. Now, here you're seeing Skill Up show off PC performance. That is one consensus. You PC Master Race guys can put this feather in your cap. You can put this feather in your cap. This game seemingly runs really, really well on PC. It seems to be where the review scores are landing higher. It seems to be where people are having the least amount of issues. So that's a feather in the cap of the PC Master Race to be like, yeah, and I think that's a feather in the cap of DLSS. It seems that DLSS is giving the most consistent performance, um, you know, as far as frames per second, you know, you know, maintaining good graphical fidelity. I don't like playing games like this on PC because I just assume I'm going to have all kinds of issues, but it does sound like it's running the best there. I have a 2080 Ti. They sent me a code. I just don't feel like playing the game after reading the reviews. I'm like, I'm not going to add anything to this discussion. It sounds like a mid-game. It sounds like a mid-game that people are going to like or dislike depending upon their expectations going in. Nothing to write home about. This isn't this isn't going to this isn't going to win any awards or get any nominations or anything. Callisto looks amazing. Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. Like the characters look phenomenal in Callisto, but then you play it and you're like, you know what I mean? Where is Sven? He will like it. He says, "I'm here." So I'm in the middle of workout. Uh, thoughts on what Hogwarts? No, he's saying that you'll probably like uh, Atomic Hearts. He's taking a shot, Sven. He's taking a shot at you. There's enough good stuff to do uh, to warrant skipping a 7 out of 10 game. It doesn't mean it's bad. I just don't have time for mediocrity. That's another thing that I think is going to emerge this year, Tovo. we got a lot of games coming. And if you're going to push out your game at 70 and it's mid, it's it's in a mid lane. It's not bad. But it's not great. You know what people are going to do? They're going to ignore it. They're like, there's too many games coming out, man. There's too many games. This is why I've continued to say, like, the biggest releases of this year, I'm like, man, take all the time that you need. It's thick competition out there, man. It's thick competition. You're going to be paying you be paying $70. Yeah, Liza P got a release month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. August. August. March has a bunch of games coming out, too, that we just got some release dates over the year. And the Diablo 4 beta, I was gonna cover the Diablo 4 beta, and I, but I don't, I don't have a write up. I like, I was, I made my thumbnails for Diablo. I typed up the description for the video, and then I saw, oh wow, all of the Atomic Heart review 
embargo date or, or, or all of the reviews are dropping right now. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, well, let's do an Atomic Heart review roundup and, and just take a look at what people are saying because I covered this game quite a bit consistently said that I felt like the you know the, the 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 gameplay they showed us was a lot of fully rendered stuff on a PC and that we weren't going to see that level of graphical fidelity and performance on the consoles and I was right uh, this game runs fine on PC it's getting good reviews on because of DLSS largely uh, and consoles are not faring that well with respect to performance I'd be very very interested in what digital foundry unearths with with respect to this game the minute you play it you know on a on a console so guys we're 30 well no we're more than 30 minutes into the show do me a favor do me a favor smash a like button that helps more people find the video but who wants to be the first member of the day we are at 2135 members the next big goal is 2500 and my wife and i'll do a triple header horror weekend we do those Friday night streams. They've been a blast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And who wants to be the first coffee order? Don't forget, we're doing a big sale on the Frickmas blend all month long. Use code GETFRICKED to get 20% off. Three days till Sons of the Forest. Diablo fa- uh, 4 beta soon. Yes, we'll definitely be playing it. To be honest, you also called it a fake game? No, I did not. I never once called this a fake game. Five... Find me a clip where I ever said that this game was a fake game to the degree of the the day before. The day before is a fake game. I said we were looking at fake game footage in this game. I said that's fake. It's fake gameplay. Listen, if you're gonna tr- if you're gonna trot out fully rendered gameplay that's so clearly not what the game's gonna look and run right when it comes out, I'm gonna call that fake. I'm like that's not real. I've called into question one of my favorite games of all time is Hellblade, right? Is Hellblade. I called into question whether or not the Hellblade 2 footage was real. I, I, I did. I, I said, I said, man, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is real. This looks like, this looks like fully rendered, you know, fake gameplay to me. I remember Lono a few days ago said his spider senses for this game were up and the game got a mid-score. Interesting. How is that not false advertisement? Well, that's the thing. Is it seems like you can get it to run, you, you know, you can get it to run and look like they advertised it on PC. They never came out and said like, "Well, this is what it's going to look like when you play it on, you know, on a console." You're wrong about the graphics, I think says D-Time. D-Time, you kind of made it seem like the game was going to be terrible performance everywhere. D-Time, have you seen the graphical downgrade since the first footage came out? Do we really need to go back and look at the first footage they released and look at the footage we're seeing now of PS5 and the Series X and say, oh, come on. They said you're going to get 4K60 in the open areas. Just wait till the... Di- you can't conclude that yet, D-Tom. Where's Digital Foundry's video? Where are the performance reviews of this game? Just because it runs well on PC with DLSS doesn't mean anything I said about the game is wrong. Are you kidding me? The game looks amazing. Stop it. That's your subjective opinion. I want to see performance reviews. I want to see performance reviews. The, the, the 4K 60 in the open areas? Okay, great. Show me. Show me. I want to see somebody doing that on a Series X and a PS5. I want to see it. I, I, I do. I want to see it. Because we don't. We, we have that virtually in no games right now. Most games that swing for 4K end up giving you a 30 FPS fidelity mode. I'm seeing a lot of places say that they were impressed with performance. That's all. But 
but again, D-Tom, IGN reviewed it on Series X. They had performance issues and stuttering in their in their video. They showed it. Again, on PC, I'm not concerned about that. You can take a, so many games and throw them on PC, turn on DLSS, crank the graphics, and it's going to look amazing. That was never what I was questioning. I was questioning if we were looking at fully rendered footage. Even if you look at just even if you look at just this footage right here of this area and him driving, you can you can see the graphical downgrades in the foliage. You can see it in the shading and the lighting. This does not look like what they showed us originally. It doesn't. If you think this looks as good as the stuff that they showed us earlier, you're not arguing against the point I originally made. My original point was never, the game is going to look like trash. My original point was never, this game's going to run like garbage. My point was, it's not going to look like that. It's not going to look like that. And then as they trotted out footage, we saw downgrades in the textures on the guns. We saw downgrades in the textures on the enemies. We saw lighting and shading downgrades. That all of that is exactly what I was talking about. Like, come on, that these games that that continue to pull out fully rendered footage, I was calling foul on that. I was like, that's not what it looks like. Skill up shows gameplay. Yes, it's PC, but it's one of the things he praises: the visuals and performance. But that's not a refutation to what I said, D. Tom. Do you, you see how we're passing in the night? Right, I. I looked at gameplay when they first started trotting out gameplay, and what did I say? That looks fake. That looks fully rendered. And then as gameplay came out, we saw degradations. We saw we saw changes. Skill up praising performance and visuals doesn't refute that observation. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying, D-Tom? Like, just because skill up and other people are like, oh, it looks great, it performs well... That doesn't take away from the observation that there has been a clear shift in what the game looks and runs like from the very beginning. I think what people are misunderstanding is when I was driving the alarm bells and saying this footage looks fake, what I was trying to draw attention was you need to be paying attention to games in Unreal especially because they can fully render stuff and it's not raw gameplay and you're never going to get what they're showing you when the game finally comes out. That's all I was trying to draw attention to. I think maybe people... This is what... I'll tell you what happened. We covered this game in close conjunction with the day before. And people heard fake. And they thought, Oh, Lono thinks Atomic Heart is a total fake game. It's not real. It's going to be it's, it's, it's gonna be garbage. Or it's not going to run or whatever. And that's not what I was trying to say. I said very similar things about the Hellblade 2 footage. I was like, I don't know, man. It looks like a bunch of fully rendered stuff. To the point that somebody went and found, like, one of the guys that works on the audio for Hellblade was like, no, that was somebody playing. I, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm still skeptical. I am still skeptical of the Hellblade 2 footage. I am. I see. I'll definitely see for a consensus on console, especially since it's on Game Pass. Right, like, we... I think maybe the, the the power of DLSS is going to make some of these conversations really difficult because you can throw a game like this on a PC, crank everything to the moon, turn on DLSS, and get great performance. That means nothing for PS5 and the Series X. That means nothing. And that's, that's going to make these conversations confusing because you're going to be like, well, I read two or three reviews. They were all glowing about graphics and performance. Were they on PC? Did they have DLSS? Did they have a pretty good video card? That's going to be a huge impact on their experience of the game. You know how we are careful about pay to win? 
we need to be careful about fake. I I, I would pray I would say that's that's true, Zubair. I'm you know that's a that's a lesson learned. I should have been like the gameplay is fake. The gameplay is fully rendered, or maybe just start drawing a distinction between the day before is fake, right? Even this footage right here on his PC, right? I just I don't think this looks as good. This does not look as good as the initial stuff they showed us. If you look, especially if you look at the ground, if you look at the textures on the ground and the textures on the wall, even the shadows, it just doesn't look as good as the first stuff that they showed us. And I think it's because the first stuff that they showed us was fully rendered, Unreal Engine stuff cranked to the max. Everything's crisp. Everything's smooth. There's no blurriness. There's no, there's no jagged edges in sight, right? That's always a little peculiar. It's like, come on, even on a PC, you're gonna have some jagged edges or some blurring or some fuzziness. That's just the nature of the. That's just the nature of games. They can't run and look like that from moment one. <clears throat> it almost doesn't look like the same game. That's what I mean. Like, I can't be the only person that sees that. I don't, I like, I have no reason to hate on this game. I don't have some, I don't have some agenda at all. I even said that I actually think the game getting mid-level scores, I don't like that for Game Pass. If this game would have come out and been a triumph and been nines out of tens and got all these nominations and stuff, I would have been like, that's a, that's, a, that's a big win. That's a big win for Game Pass because that's a game that you get on your service to act as if like hey man look at the value big triple a titles landing on game pass but i don't think it's good for game pass to have games landing on it that basically are it's a value point because the game's not worth buying like i don't think that's a good value point for your for your subservice i wouldn't say it doesn't look like the same game okay that's okay obviously when we say it doesn't look like the same game we're being hyperbolic to represent the point that it looks dramatically different, at least to me, right? It looks to me, it looks dramatically different because when I first saw gameplay, I was wowed to the point that I said, did you guys see that? Did you see that dynamic damage on that guy? Da, 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 da. And now I'm watching, I'm thinking, it looks fine. Like, I, I, it looks good. I'm Again, I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing anything. This was some of the combat criticisms I saw in another uh, in another review. That sometimes you end up in really frustrating situations with just, like, a long line of robots. Um, and, and that boss fights tend to devolve into lots of circling and dodging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that's not on the devs. I'm not... I'm not willing to criticize a developer about boss fights in first-person shooters. I think boss fights in first-person shooters are challenging. They tend to devolve into circle fights. They tend to devolve in just circling the the boss and just dumping rounds into them. I I, I think I think first-person shooters are kind of having, you know, they're 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 kind of having their their ceiling moment of like how much more can you do in a first-person shooter with boss fights and stuff. I wonder about old gen performance. Oh, that's right. Didn't this land on old gen? Yeah, have we seen have we seen any feedback at all about Atomic Heart gameplay on old gen systems? My gosh. If it's already having performance complaints on Series X and PS5 and you got to you got to use DLSS on a PC, I, I yeah, I'd be a little worried where, you know, where it's going to land on those old gen systems. Without adding mechanics, what can you do in an FPS boss fight? It's a pretty limited setting. Right, you almost have to either give me something in the room, give me third-person perspective, something, something. 
Guys, it's a Monday, and we're quick kicking off the week strong with a ton of people here. But, but we we got we got somebody's got to pop the pop the seal on the member goal and pop the seal on the coffee orders. We don't have one of either right now. Who wants to be the first? Get things rolling. We've had an amazing, amazing push lately. February is going to be the month to unlock all those big streams for members. So make sure you guys are adding those up especially listen listen don't rely on gifted if you can afford to jump in for five bucks a month become a member why would i become a member extra content behind the scenes members only discord uh what did russell say it was obviously gameplay from the future remastered version (laughs) that's what it was there it is there it is I was like, I think that's the longest airtime I've ever gone at a stream without having some member pushes. Let's see it. Hey, these are some names that I recognize. Slave to the System, Reckless Gambit, VCOM, The Legacy, and Whiskey Neat, all snagging a membership. Getting us started on a Monday. Thank you, Terminal Stupidity. Guys, make sure you guys say thank you to him and make sure you get into the Discord. L... Analista the beats. All right, so we got a video. We've got a video from that. It's like Digital Foundry. Uh, it's like Digital Foundry doing uh, a breakdown of the graphics here. Hang on, let me let me let me refresh my history. Atomic Heart, PS4, PS5, and PS uh, PS4 PS4 Pro comparisons here. So it looks like FPS wise. Uh, I'm seeing... Okay, so you're going to get a flat 30 on the old gens. You are. Alright? He's getting he's getting flat 30 on PS4, PS4 Pro. Right? We're seeing... I'm not seeing any major dips on uh, on the PS5. He's not putting on the screen what, what... What... Are there modes, like performance modes or anything like that in this game? Can you not change the performance mode? He's not putting what mode he's in. Oh no, that's right. This was the game that doesn't have fidelity or performance modes. Please remember that 3000 gets another uh, Just Dance stream, but 3500 gets it in leotards and leg warmers. That's right. Yeah, if you guys want another Just Dance. Oh, there's only one performance mode. Okay. I mean, 30 FPS on the old systems has got to be expected. Who's buying this game? Like, I'm going to defend the game a little bit right now. If you buy this game on your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 4 Pro and you expect to get 60 FPS, I don't want to be mean, but you're dumb. Like, why would you expect to get that performance on those old systems? You can clearly see the 60 FPS on the PS5 looks very, very consistent. It looks really consistent. I will say that. There's only one performance mode. Okay, so he's comparing textures. Let me try try to get some more side by sides. Hang on, hang on. He had some. Uh, okay, hang on. Okay, so here comparing shadows, you can see. Um, again, over here, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be nitpicky, but these shadows and this and this level of detail. This is a pretty big downgrade from what they initially showed us. Now, you can obviously see on the PS4 and the PS4 Pro a blurring effect that takes place, right? You're just going to lose detail in the world. You're going to lose details on the trees and stuff. Like, that's that's totally expected. Again, I don't think this is an indictment, like, at all. Why does the PS4 Pro look better? 
I don't think it looks better. In what regard does it look better? There's less detail. It's got like a blurry a blurry look to it, right? I think the Lady Robot is bugged. We need to watch that back. Oh, stop it, Hilly. All right, let me try and get some more side-by-sides for you. Um, yeah, so here, he just takes a look at animations, right? Oh, that's now he's looking at textures. Obviously, if you want to watch this whole video, it's El Analista de Beats. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Uh, particles. I, yeah, I mean, you, you're getting, you're, you're obviously getting a far, you know, way more frames in the particles, way more frames in the particles on the PS5. That's not surprising, like, at all. Not in my monitor. There's a haze on the PS5. Maybe it's a preference thing. PS5 kicking butt at 60. Uh, like it gives me heavy security breach vibes. I'll make you a deal. 3500 you do the costume, but if I can get you to 3510 you don't do the costume. <laughs> Did he say Feliz Navidad? No. El Analista de DE Bits. El Analista de Bits. Thank you very much. That's it. El Analista de Beats. Like, that's probably how it's pronounced, I'm assuming. Like, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but that's how I've always said it. That's a great channel to check out. They do a very good job. Uh, They do a really, really good job with these videos. They tend to get them out faster than Digital Foundry. Um, And they give you, like, really, really nice comparisons. You can see here, reflections. Honestly, uh, they're about the same. (laughs) They're about the same. It translates to the bit uh, analysts, the bit analysts. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the reflections were that noticeably better or worse uh, there, like at all. So here we're going to take a look at resolution differences. Um, you can see, I think, the noticeable drop because you're at 1080 on the PS4, uh, and then it's 2160-30. The dynamic common resolution result here, because it's constantly changing, was 1728 on the PS4 Pro. Um, and then this year, dynamic resolution, interiors 2160, outdoors 1800-1620. So in order for them to pull off their 4K60 in the open world, which... This is a little bit of a pushback on what they claim. They said 4K60 mostly in the open world and interiors. It looks like, yeah, okay, you're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be getting 4K60 interior, but you're not gonna be getting it exterior. It's gonna be dropping the resolution, which I will give them credit. That's pretty impressive. The fact that they're able to do a dynamic resolution that lands in the 1800s to the 1600s and maintain that 60 FPS. That's actually pretty impressive. I I would say that is a testimony to them leveraging the Unreal 4 engine very, very well, right? I would say that's, that's, that's impressive work. I had my doubts, but, and again, we'll see about consistency and bugs and performance, but at first blush, it seems like you might get stutters and hitches, but they're maintaining the frame rate and resolution that they said to a certain degree, right? Like you're never going to get flat 4K60 on these on these uh, on these rigs on these on these consoles, right? You just aren't. 
you're not going to get those. So I'll, I'll readily concede that. If you were looking for them to make good on that promise of 4K60, it seems that they're doing a pretty good job of it with the Unreal 4 engine. So maybe some of these games that have upgraded to Unreal 5 are either going to take longer or, you know, I don't know. Maybe they're going to encounter more problems. I'm not sure. Will you be playing it? I don't really have any plans of playing it, no, because I'm not going to be able to add anything to the, to the discussion. I'm, I just don't think so. Here, uh, we're looking at draw distance. I think it's pretty clear that it, there's just obviously better draw distance on the PS5 if you look at the trees. Uh, you got to look all the way out here on the hill line. This obviously thins out and you lose a ton of stuff. And this stays the same on the four on the pro. But then when you come into the PS5, there's just way more stuff in the distance. The shadows are still present. Uh, you know, there are even I, I think there's even some of the bushes and things that are actually being uh, drawn. Again, I don't think any of that is a problem. I think draw distance, you know, getting toned down on the draw distance getting toned down on a PS4 or a PS4 Pro is to be expected. Here you can see there's rain effects and and water effects on the glass that are completely absent on the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, just not there. There's rain distortion and drips and drops on the glass, not there at all uh, on the older systems. The game comes out tomorrow. Yeah, goddess, my whole morning got wrecked. And I just decided I didn't feel like streaming on, on, on the talk today. I'm sorry about that. Um, I had to throw this I had to throw this this uh, this stream together because I was gonna do a Diablo stream and then all of the all the review embargoes dropped and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, holy moly. There's a lot going on. So the Diablo stream will probably end up getting kicked to tomorrow. I didn't get a chance to type up my opening monologue, so I don't have anything for that show. I have bullet points, but I don't want to do a bad show. I don't want to do a thrown-together show just for the sake of doing it. Um, here again, we're going to get some frame rate comparisons, which understandably, you know, you're going to see those those lower frame rates on the older systems. We are seeing some frame drops on PS5. Nothing that I would be too concerned about. I saw like a 57. There's a 55 and a 54. These are through, obviously, pretty intense moments there's lots of fire on the screen um there's lots of things going on well there now we're down into the 50s um now again ooh, it's hitting 30 all of a sudden did he switch modes i didn't i don't understand how did he do that i thought there was no performance options barrier how did he do that in the video he suddenly switched ps5 to be capped at 30 or did it cap it at 30 because a cut i wonder if it capped it at 30 because a cutscene was starting that must have been what happened that must have been what happened yeah 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 it must have suddenly transitioned to a cutscene because cutscenes in games like this are commonly capped at 30 you're curious about the series s performance yeah i mean that's obviously always a question at this point when games like this come out i mean I would imagine that the Series S is going to be... They're either going to have to really, really lower resolution to maintain the 60, or they're just not going to give you 60 FPS. And this is a question, because this is a game that many people are touting as a victory for Xbox Game Pass. Like, people are looking at this game and saying, hey, this, this, is, this is a slam dunk, right? This game's looking good. It's getting decent scores. There are some higher scores, but there are, you know, there are some lower scores, so it's landing in, like, the decent range. 
I don't know. I think a lot of people are going to look at this and say, hey, this is a victory for Xbox Game Pass. Series S, the 120 FPS machine. I No. No. Uh, you took that flight too. Playing now with location change. Oh, 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 oh you, you, uh, you took a flight to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam doink. I mean, like I said in my show open, and I don't mean this as a slam. I don't. This is a perfect Game Pass game. Like, it's a perfect Game Pass game. It's not bad. It's not great. It's a game. And so you can... And see, this is one of the concerns we've had with Game Pass is it's going to become a funnel of product rather than a funnel of excellent games. We have a product. We have a game that has come out that is getting scores as low as 4s and 5s and scores in the 8 and 9 range. That, to me, tells me it's probably not going to, you know get a ton of awards or nominations it's a game it's a game that depending on your preferences and how you read the reviews is i think is a proceed with caution at this moment right it's one of the games of all time that's right that's right it's subjective right but all games see this is what happens with game reviews okay this is what happens with game reviews if you point out that a game is getting a broad spectrum of scores people will say well yeah it's subjective of course of course they're getting a broad spectrum of scores of course here's the thing though that then completely invalidates game reviews if you push that to its logical end then game reviews are pointless why even look at them if, if you look at game review scores for a game like Ragnarok and they're clustered at like seven and a half and up that's where most of the reviews land and then you obviously have some haters and some bias and it like and it gets like you know a five or a six here and there but there's still a clustering is there not like if you think of like data clustering when they like you put everything on the graph and you put everything in a spot right and you look at it and you say yeah I mean this game landed pretty well yeah, then all games are mid, exactly. Each individually is subjective, but as you aggregate them, you approach an objective consensus. That's exactly that's exactly the point that I was trying to make this morning. And I freaking blew my lid in the Discord because I was like, don't tell don't tell me that every game is like this. That's not true. That isn't true. I've been as long as we've been covering and playing games, you can't tell me that like, no, yeah, every game gets a gets fours and fives and sixes, and it gets seven, eights, and nines and tens. No, no, no. There's usually a cluster. There's usually some measure of consensus, and this game's consensus is all over the place, right? It's all over the place. It's not... I, th- there's a few consistent points about nobody seems to like the protagonist. I think that stands to hurt your game. If it's a single-player game, a single-player shooter and the, and the and the main character's annoying, that's not a good... That's not going to do, do well for your game. How many people are going to try this on Game Pass and get annoyed with the main character and not like him and shut the thing off, right? We've got consensus that the open world doesn't really serve much purpose and feels kind of empty. That was in multiple reviews. We have consensus that there are bugs in the game. We don't know how severe they are, but even Xbox Era, who gave the game an 8.4, said there are bugs galore. Then, then you've got you've got a, a, an outlet that typically makes game guides, and they're like, we can't make a game guide for this game. 
Map's terrible, tracking's terrible, achievements aren't working, stuff's not tracking, it's bugged. It's, it, it feels like, again, it game got rushed to market, so certain things just getting, you know, didn't get done. I see not everybody thinks it's a 4, right, Fuzzy? The reviews for Forspoken are accurate. Combat is good, but it doesn't hit me like Hogwarts. Hogwarts is fun. Yeah, there was a consensus around uh, around Forspoken. Forspoken clustered in a mid-level game. Forspoken clustered around sixes and sevens. It didn't cluster high. It, it clustered low. And that communicates something. You're like, okay, Forspoken's probably not a very good game. Stop saying bugs. Tell me what you experienced. Well, the guys that make the game guides, they said the stuff that they experienced. They said stuff wasn't tracking, no trophy system. They said the map system was bugging out on them and they couldn't track things. They couldn't look for things like they couldn't set up their typical... I mean, I can pull it up again. A barrier put it in in chat uh, on the Discord. They said... Here, I'll read them to you. I got it. The game is a miserable experience and has a lot that makes it frustrating to do guide stuff. The map for the game is terrible. There's no good way to list everything to make sense with the horrid map. Some trophies are not tracking. There's no way of knowing if something is glitched or not supposed to track. Uh, Areas are not named. There's no in-game tracking or anything able to make a guide. It's just a mess. It's a dire experience as some of the game designs are so poor, plus really frustrating glitches that make the game a chore to play. So right there at the end, right, they just say there's some frustrating glitches, but they don't go beyond that, right? The upgrade mechanism in the game is this super inappropriate refrigerator that's trying to get you to do this with it. None of what I just typed is a joke. Oh, golly. Yo, good morning, Josh. Thanks for shipping my coffee so quickly. I tried the light roast this morning. It was good. I'm glad you liked it. Who wants to be the first order of coffee this morning on that endorsement? Uh, Reforged Roast is sitting there right next to me. That is not some sponsor. Oh, I'm covering up my t-shirt today. I just realized. I have a I have a Zelda shirt on from 80s Tees. Um, my shirt and my glasses are from sponsors. And if you want to support those, get blue light blocking glasses or get a cool t-shirt. You can always use the glasses or the shirt command or the links below. But, but... The coffee is not a sponsor, and we're doing a big sale right now on the Holiday Blend, so check it out, and thank you for saying that, Josh. Mr. Matty Plays says that once, uh, one glitch he had, he used resources to craft health things, and then he went to use them, and they weren't there. Okay, there's one. There's another one. That, that's, a, that's a gameplay glitch. That means you, you lose that stuff. That's, I don't, it's hard to overlook stuff like that. Atomic Heart is free on Game Pass. On PC, I gotta pay 60 for it. I'll pass then. Are you ever gonna try and do Keurig cups for the coffee? No, you can You can use reusable K-cups from Amazon. We have a K-cups command. I will never be doing K-cups. You're not lying about the coffee grounds. Getting into the Ziploc feature. They really should uh, engage those before sealing. I know. I, that, I, I don't know if we can provide that feedback for our next order and be like, is there any way to like put the coffee in Seal the Ziploc, seal the bag, so that the grounds don't, in shipping, get thrust up. Sometimes I shake the bag like crazy and try and seal it for you guys, but my gosh, that's tedious. Like, my my fingers were sore the one day, because I did it to, like, 30... I did, like, 30 freaking uh, bags, and I was like, okay, that's enough. Love the shirt, thank you. Glasses sponsored by Ford? Ford? No, they're sponsored... Is that, is that, like, a grade school? Are you calling them headlights? 
Is that, is that supposed to be a slam? Really? About glasses? I don't know if I've had anybody make fun of me wearing glasses since the fourth grade. Anyways, they're uh, they're from Gamer Advantage, uh, and you can use code LONO uh, to save money over there, and it does support me. To be honest, the only way I see reviews being honest is if the community is honest first. Uh, it took a few weeks for people to let reviewers actually say high on life wasn't that funny. But but I but but again, I don't know. I don't know, true shinobi. Comedy is so subjective. I laughed out loud multiple times at High on Life, and I did not expect to laugh at that game. I thought I'll laugh at the at the knifey guy once. I laughed multiple times. I thought High on Life was funny. No, it wasn't a slam. Okay. What did you mean then? Glasses sponsored by Ford. Uh. Yeah, again, and comedy's subjective. Like, you and I can both watch a stand-up comedian and come to very different conclusions about whether or not the stand-up comedian's any good. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I have a hard time being like, oh yeah, it took people a couple of weeks to admit that High on Life wasn't funny. I, I, there were reviews day one that said it wasn't funny, Shinobi. I don't think anybody waited. There were people day one that didn't like it. They're like, it's annoying. I don't like it. You know? Within the realm of game reviews and subjectivity, I think this is a common pushback. A common pushback is the minute there's a negative consensus or like this morning, the the reason we had the big debate in Discord is it was like there's a pretty big spread here and that makes my alarm bells go off. Now, I wasn't saying that the big spread was like meant the game was terrible. It was some insane outlier. This has never happened before in the history of video games. My point was this is a this is an indicator that there's probably some issues here. There's probably some problems. If I see a game getting fours, fives, and sixes, and then I see that same game getting seven, eights, and nines, I'm like, okay, probably not a great game. I, I don't see great games getting getting score spreads like that. I just I just I don't, right? Little why do I always see PlayStation ads on TV but never for Xbox? I'm not trying to start none, just curious. Uh probably just different market returns like Xbox probably spends their money elsewhere because they find they get better returns in other markets I don't know I don't watch television so I couldn't tell you Cancer Brigade's going for the dude that voiced the gun good luck with that first thing that came to my mind while seeing the word Atomic Heart is Russian robots well yeah I mean everybody everybody was you know they, they were central to a lot of the a, a lot of the marketing so that's not surprising High on Life's mostly about your style of comedy. I don't enjoy Rick and Morty, but I'm pretty sure the people that had did had a blast with it. I got transition eyeglasses, the ones that react to sunlight, so I can get out of my car and some are looking cool. There you go. What's the last game that had this much of a difference in reviews? Forspoken, I think, had a pretty big spectrum. Yeah. We were looking this morning in the Discord, because obviously it got heated. And I, 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 I lost my cool, because I was, I was just so tired of that approach of dismissal and but we went and looked at a bunch of games and I think Forspoken's probably the last game that had a big spread like this and I think you could argue right in I think here you can see I think I think Skillup's trying to show that you can't do much to some of the surroundings you can just like knock the stuffing out of stuff it doesn't actually destroy it um 
but yeah, I think Forspoken had a pretty big spread, and Forspoken, arguably, from what we can tell, if you look at all the scores and all the outlets and all the ways that it landed, it's not a great game. It's not a very good game. You could probably argue that it's a bad game based on the scores and the way people responded to it. Actually, no, that guy, guy has criminal charges against him. Oh, I thought people were trying to cancel him for the comedy in the in the game. The knife? I thought the knife was voiced by that by that one by like a comedian or something. <clears throat> That's not a cancel brigade, Dan. That guy's got that guy is going through like like criminal proceedings. I thought we were talking about a comedian, like a guy that I thought he was in like TV shows and something that voiced the knife. I didn't know the knife was voiced by that guy. The guy that's in trouble and like he's isn't he isn't he going through like a court case right now? The gun voice. That's not what he said. He said the cancel Oh, he said the gun. I thought he said the knife. I was picturing the knife. When he said that, I was thinking the knife cuz I had just got done saying the knife. No, 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 no. I think you're right, Dan. I think that guy did voice the gun. The guy that's in, like, legal trouble for, like, you know, being being a bad dude. Um, I thought you were talking about the knife, because I just got done talking about the knife. I, I misread what you said. I was like, isn't the knife, like, a comedian guy? Yeah, yeah. It's got something to do with, like, domestic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my wires crossed, because you're like, that's not even the cancel brigade. He's going to, he's going to court, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think the justice system is a cancel brigade. It's like an actual. It's 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 actually going through through litigation, is it not? Um, the game industry needs a div- uh, more divisive seven out of ten games. It's healthy and it shows maturity in the medium. I'm not sure what you mean, divisive seven out of ten games. Divisive in what way? What divisive is in like people are disagreeing about the scores. Could we get 24 more likes over here on YouTube, man? That'd be awesome. That would be huge. If you guys are enjoying the content, we've been taking a look at some of the reviews out there, giving you an Atomic Heart review roundup. The consensus seems to be kind of all over the place. I'm I'm telling people to proceed with caution. Since you can get this game on Game Pass, uh, that is, I think, where a lot of people are probably going to end up playing it because it is $70. Being priced at the $70 makes me really encourage people to kind of proceed with caution. Like, I don't think you should just go buying this thing, you know, full bore. Um, I, I would be, I would be, I would be worried that you're not going to feel like you got your money's worth. Um, how do y'all feel about no autosave feature? You have to manually save at some booth thing. That's kind of odd for an open world FPS. Yeah, I would say that's odd. Yeah. I would say that's odd. I, I I don't I don't necessarily think. I mean, yeah, not auto saving is weird, especially in an open world game. So like, if I forget to go to some station, does does it tell you that? Does it like super super blatantly tell you that at the beginning, so you don't make that mistake of like you go play for a couple of hours and forget to save and lose all that progress, like? Does it make it very apparent that hey, you gotta come up to this thing and save it, or you won't you you won't have any progress saved? You need an ink ribbon for the typewriter. <laughs> I'm not sure when it tells you that. 
I don't trust autosave. I always manual save. I definitely manually save at the end, at the end of a play session, but that's not the same as needing to go to an actual location to save. That's a little bit different. That's a deal breaker. Good Lord. What is this? 2003? All that does is allow people to cheese bosses. What do you mean, Jerry? Like they can go try the boss and if they die, like it's, it doesn't save? Devices as in someone will love it or someone will hate it. I think it's good that games create that dynamic. It makes the medium more interesting on an artistic level. I don't think I disagree with you. I think when it comes to like Atomic Heart gameplay, I think it is going to be a divide. I think there are going to be people that are like, it's a pretty game. It's a fun game. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, and then there's going to be other people that are like, no, it's mid, it's boring, it has performance issues, it doesn't look that pretty. Like, let me, let me approach the graphical downgrade, let me approach it from another angle, right? Let me approach it from another angle. In the realm of, of graphics, I've had a lot of people say this, right? I've had a lot of people do this. They tell me that you shouldn't care about, about graphics, Gra- graphics aren't that important. I get I get told that regularly. Here's my issue with that pushback, and here's my issue with that that claim. There are games that clearly walk out into the market, and they say, "Look how great our game looks." Okay, so they initiated that conversation. The first time Atomic Heart showed up and started showing us gameplay, they they really really drove home just how pretty the game was. So you put that in my mind. You put that on my radar. You can't fault me for being for, for being like, hey, that matters now. That's a priority. I expect this game to look really, really pretty. Imagine the first time that we saw footage for... I'll, I'll give another example. I'll give another example. Yeah, some of this footage that I'm showing you is from SkillUp's review. People in chat are saying his review is very fair. He does not recommend it. So feel free to check out SkillUp's review. I'm doing a review roundup. So I've not listened to his review. I've just kind of shown some of his gameplay here and there. Also, if you guys want to keep this member goal going, we haven't missed this goal since November. We've even had some like late Hail Marys at the end of streams that have nailed it. Every 25, I have to gift 5. We're super close to 2,500 members. If we get to 3,000, I have to do a Just Dance stream. I don't want to do a Just Dance stream. I even agreed the other night that if you get to 3,500, I'll I'll wear an outfit for that stream. You got 10 days to do it. No, you don't even have 10 days. No. No, you have... You have this week and then Monday, Tuesday, next week. That's right, it's February. So you don't have a full you don't have a full three days this month. Um Randall Tor gave the game a ten out of ten because of Game Pass. Are you no come on, don't misrepresent Rand. Did Rand literally say that or are you claiming that about his review? Rand gave the game a ten out of ten. Listen, I'm not going to be surprised in the least bit if Game Pass I'm sorry, if Xbox leaning outlets are more kind to this game xbox era gave it an 8.4 and they said that there's bugs galore in it like oh oh, okay seems like a little bit of a just i don't know maybe a teeny bit of a contradiction teeny tiny bit you know what i mean the dragon reborn himself (laughs) somebody knows wheel of time like i haven't seen anything I haven't heard anything. 
I've not looked at a single review. Even the positive reviews, I don't think give ground to a 10 out of 10 game. I, I, I've not seen or heard anything yet that makes me think, yeah, this is a 10 out of 10 game. I think price point should play a role in the grade of a game. When you, when you say that, Silent Warrior, are you specifically re- talking about the $70 price point? Or are you saying that Game Pass is going to affect how people review this thing? Like, or you, do you think Game Pass is going to have an effect here? Dreamcast guy loves it, but he mentioned it being buddy, buggy, but he also gave it a 9 out of 10. Dreamcast guy gave it a 9 out of 10? He loves it. He mentioned it being buggy, but he also gave it a 9 out of 10. I mean, I need to know what the bugs are. Everybody's saying it's buggy. Everybody's saying it's glitchy. Uh, maybe, I mean, Matty Plays literally said he lost materials trying to make something. How often is that happening? Like, how often is that happening? Like, is that, is that, if, if that's happening a lot, then isn't that, I don't know. If it happened once, then I could overlook it. That's the question. Everybody's kind of throwing out bugs, glitches, you know, ETC. Uh, You recorded both of these Jedi vids under the premise of being on Rundown. Intentional. The 15 wasn't intended for gaming. Um, Oh, do I have a... I have a 15-minute video creature that... Are you sure I recorded a 15-minute video and it sounds like it's for the rundown? Are you are did you accidentally are you, are you accidentally rewatching the one that I did a while ago? I have a 15-minute Jedi video that we ran a couple of days ago. I didn't record another 15 Jedi, did I? I don't think I did. Let me double check. I feel like you're looking at the old video because I don't. I don't feel like I recorded another 15 minute Jedi vid. I recorded everything I recorded over the weekend was pretty short. I don't have a memory of recording another 15 another 15 Jedi. I'm mainly concerned with how enjoyable the game is. If a game has great graphics, runs at 60 FPS with no bugs, but isn't fun to play, what's the point? Well, there seems to be mixed feedback on the combat. Some people say it's amazing and really really fun. Other people say it's a lot of backpedaling. Um, a lot of line, like lines of robots just kind of chasing you. Um, you know, I, it, it's, it's hard to know. Again, that's subjective. It's a dupe false alarm. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Um, yeah, sadly, I, we, I don't have anything slated for today. I didn't have a recording for th- this channel today. I don't have a second talk show because the Atomic Heart review embargo kind of threw me a curveball this morning. I should have been more prepared um, I, I, I thought the embargo for this game was like this afternoon and I was like well I can't do a show when an embargo drops in the afternoon I thought it was dropping at like 2 in the afternoon and then when I saw it was dropping this morning I saw a skill up he was like oh yeah mine's dropping in like 20 minutes I was like oh my gosh I was like that's got to be our show open that's got to be our, our lead our lead show <clears throat> I did have a Diablo 4 show Hilly but because I had to go and listen to reviews grab reviews and, and and type up like a 10 page review roundup I didn't get to type up a monologue about Diablo 4 I had a schema and like an outline for Diablo 4 but I didn't I don't I don't have anything I don't have a monologue I don't have an open I don't have a show open so it would be really rough it'd be a really rough show open which I don't like doing that 
I don't like having rough show opens. I feel like the show opens are super important. Yo, Rob V. Rob V. I was just getting, I was just wondering. I was like, oh, are we going to hit this goal today? 10 out of 25 members on the day. Guys, thank you so much, man. I, I promise you. I, I believe it. I believe we can hit big numbers this month. We've got we've got this week and two days next week. Raven Snags won TSMI, Tony, Skyler, Tipton, and Riley. You guys all got a gifted member from Rob V. Make sure and thank Rob V. Let's get a little member train going here. Let's hit this 25. I'll give some five. Let's hit some of these milestones. We're close to 2,200. 2,500, we'll do another triple header horror game weekend uh, with my wife. Creature's been crushing the the really cool thumbnails with my wife and I on them. We don't need an afternoon monologue. I but I want a monologue at the front end of the video because when people click on the video later, my my past broadcasts sometimes get between one and sometimes upwards of three and five thousand views when after it's not even live. I want the front half of the video to be full of val- like full of value. I don't want to like bunt and be like derp like here's a you know rough start. <laughs> And I guess we could play Hogwarts. I have everything typed up in a thumbnail for Hogwarts. I guess we could do that. I'd have to move the PlayStation in here and see how that gameplay goes this far out. Um, we haven't we haven't tried that. We haven't tried gameplay this far out. <laughs> um, so we are okay with Diablo pricing. Or are we still trying to gauge public opinion? Uh, just boot up the show and the cinematic. Plus, you can put it uh, on the dungeon channel. Mm, it'll be on the dungeon channel anyway. Yeah, anything we do over there, I would have. I would have had to record that. I haven't. I haven't even done that. It's super hard for me. Sometimes my Sundays are ridiculously full. They're just ridiculously full. Like my Sunday yesterday, just it left me no room to get anything done for today. I tried to record a bunch of videos on Saturday because IGN FanFest was cranking out vids and cranking out announcements, so I made a bunch of vids for, for Creature. And then Sunday hits, and like I have no time to come down into the office. I'm just too busy. Yo, Casey gets a gifted member from Zinthos, taking us to an 11. You guys know you can gift one member. You don't have to do the big gifted bombs, right? You can do one at a time. Help us get there one at a time. Get a little train. Uh, yeah, my PSVR 2 arrives in two days. Not, I don't get mine tomorrow. Cheers, Lone. I've been in meetings, but the Digital Foundry Hogwarts video come up yet? I'm not sh- sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did someone say Atomic Heart's gonna have a six-hour cutscene? Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was that. A, I thought that was a meme. My PSVR 2 tracking still says label created. Well, that's a little worrying. You're not gonna get it on time if that's the case. Mm-mm. Nine Millie says the game does autosave. So are people incorrect, Nine Millie? Are are I don't understand. Do you have the PSVR one? No, uh-uh. I don't have the PSVR one. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the six-hour cutscene thing was like a joke, like a fake thing. Um. Ozzy Oz, they sent an Ozzy, they sent a, sent a PSVR 2 to Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, they put a video out this weekend, just curious if you discussed it at all. Oh, Digital Foundry put out a video about Hogwarts. No, I didn't discuss it. I didn't even see that they did that. I was getting pinged 
about the IGN Fan Fest and Diablo. I didn't get any pings about a ho- the, the Hogwarts video. Again, I was I, I try not to do any work on the weekends. Well, I try to do as little as I can. Six hour cutscene. I'm t- I'm telling you, I walked up to something for the story and it saved. Nine milli, are you talking about the thing that they were talking about? Like you have to walk up to something to, for it to save. Barrier said that multiple reviews were highlighting the fact that like it doesn't just auto save when you're in the open world doing stuff. You have to physically go to an area and have it saved. Is that what you're talking about? No, that's different. The cinematic is important as it puts your character in the cinematic. Very important for a looter shooter. And interested in what you said about the problem not using an existing character for seasons was interesting. They have put loads of work into incorporating your character into cinematics to have to start over again. That's that's a great discussion point that we will likely get into when I when I cover when I cover that, Hilly. Yes. I, I thought similar things like, well, that's a pretty big focus to on a character I'm gonna leave behind. <laughs> soon as season two rolls around you know what i mean yeah we'll have to talk diablo tomorrow i just i mondays are really really tough they're really really tough because we put a lot of work into the show open and the monologue and it's just like i i when am i supposed to do it and again i was gonna do it this morning and then all of a sudden i saw oh my gosh atomic heart's embargo drops in like 20 minutes like what the frick so I quickly throw together a thumbnail and a title and a description so we can do a show about Atomic Heart because I'm like that's going to be way hotter and way and on everybody's minds and I consistently covered it and said I thought a lot of the gameplay was fake you know and I thought well here we go let's see what everybody's saying you know I thought that would be a better stream You can manual save in the safe room and then it saves throughout the story. Yeah, I mean, 9 milli, I don't know where Barrier got this. Barrier, he, Barrier, 9 milli is saying that it does autosave. So I'm not sure what reviews were saying there's no autosave. Maybe they were confused. Uh, or maybe autosave is at pivotal points. Because 9 milli, you just said it autosaved after you did something in the story. I think Barrier was quoting criticisms of people being like, it doesn't autosave when you're in the open world. It's not like, oh, hey, I just cleared an area and I just discovered a new area. Blink, 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 autosave. Atomic Heart is not exactly generous with autosaves and checkpoints. This could mean plenty of lost progress if you haven't gotten to the phone to save your game. Yeah, so it sounds to me like you can be out in the open world and if you haven't gotten to one of the spots that triggers it, you can lose progress. I don't think necessarily they were trying to say that like, there's it sounds like the autosave again is at poignant points in the story and then you gotta go to these little phone booths and then you can get it to save when you do that. What if you roam for three hours and it doesn't save? Well, that's what they're saying. You can lose plenty of progress if you don't get to one of these telephone things if you're in the open spaces that's what they're saying again I, they could be confused and wrong but because 9 million is like well it just saved it for me I walked I, he said he did something with the story and it auto saved for him which makes sense like after cutscenes after major story beats typically games do automatically save I think this person's issue in their review is when you're out in the open world it doesn't have something that just triggers every once in a while
My favorite game of all time. You're praying you get a Superman game. I think a Superman game is going to be virtually impossible to pull off. We've gotten so many superhero games. Um, you know, I don't know, dude. I, I, I think in general, Superman a Superman game would be incredibly hard to pull off. And if you're if if you're looking at if you're looking at like the Batman games and the Spider-Man games, I, I don't know. It's I, I'm not I'm never going to hold my breath for a good Superman game. Um. Hey, Reforge, I just watched your opener. Personally, I'm going to play it. I don't really care what journalists say. I don't trust them. ACG said it's a buy. He's the most trusted reviewer. He's never failed me, so I trust him. Well, I hope he doesn't break his track record with you. Skillup's not recommending it, and I almost... I, I don't think I've ever found myself disagreeing with Skillup, with the exception of, like, one time. And then, ultimately, he ended up being right about the game just for all the wrong reasons. Like I think I think his critique and his review of Anthem could have been more on target. I feel like he he highlighted things that were more rooted in kind of like misunderstanding like it's not a cover-based shooter, but he ended up being right about Anthem not being a good game. There's a reason he has the nickname Shillup. Yeah, and there's a reason I don't give a frick what people say about him cuz just as much as you don't care what reviewers think, I don't care what the the incredibly brain-dead public thinks of content creators. I think they use, you know, meme speak and insult language to dismiss people purely because they disagree with them or they try to summarize an, an, a person's entire career with a nickname like that and I, I I I tell people like that to frick all the way off I do I've never interacted with skill up he's not my friend but that kind of stuff I think is stupid I think it's as dismissible if not more dismissible than the review outlets that give everything nines out of tens Hard to pull off a Superman game that has more than a few hours long unless you nerfed him somehow. Yeah, we've had the Superman game debate before. You'd have to take him to a planet where he was weakened. And then he's not Superman, so why make the game? Right? A guy labeled a shill has been blacklisted by five developers and two publishers for being too critical. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. The shill up name is just a meme. He's probably the best non-show reviewer I've seen out there. Yeah, like... He like the, the the shill up thing is a meme, but the people that use it as a genuine insult, like I just I dismiss you. I hope you feel dismissed and not respected because I think that attitude towards people is is toxic and I hate it. I do. I yeah, the, the the guy the guy was too critical of some games and literally can't get early copies of games because he was too critical and people want to call him shill up. It's like okay. Like, as someone who's been in the industry for as long as I have, and I know how toxic and nasty developers and publishers can be with how they treat content creators, I, I, I don't know. I don't have any respect for people that buy into that kind of nonsense. Well, the thing is, you guys are more saying if you will or won't like a game based off of bugs and graphics, but you might like the story or the game more. Well, but the problem with that attitude, Cowboy, is... Bugs and glitches and graphics can get in the way of the game. Does that make sense? Like when I played Elden Ring and they had the stutters at the beginning and I had to play the PS4 version, I got around that and then the game was fine, right? It didn't get in the way of the game. Now, if I would have gone into every fight and experienced frame drops and stutters and and, 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 and weirdness and oddities, right that would have gotten in the way of the game. My love for the game wouldn't have been strong enough. 
you know, I, it, 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 it wouldn't have been strong enough to overlook that. So that's always the question, Cowboy, is do the bugs and the glitches rise to a pitch of consistency or intensity that it, it, it disrupts the game's quality? I've never seen anybody use shill up in a derogatory way. You're reading the room uh, wrong when people say that. I'm reading the room wrong when people say that, Captain Crunch. Did you read what the guy said? D- do we do we need to recap? Do we need to recap what he said? This wasn't said as a joke. It wasn't said as a joke. He said, he said, there's a reason he was nicknamed Shillup. He he was literally saying, like, nah, the, that, that guy's nicknamed that for a reason. He wasn't saying it as a joke. There was no there was no jocularity in the delivery at all. Those things are part of the experience. It's unavoidable. How big a part is is down to the individual. You can't just pretend they aren't there. Right, like in this situation, there are people reviewing there are people reviewing Atomic Heart and saying the the one review gave it an 8.4 and said bugs galore. Okay, but what are the bugs? Right? Bugs galore. What are the bugs? Is it a hitch every now and again? Is it a stutter? Some guy said he used some guy said he used currency or I'm sorry uh, Matty plays used materials to make a healing thing and he lost the materials and didn't get the healing thing or he only had one or something so it's like okay how often is that happening imagine a game with crafting where you're constantly losing your crafting materials I'm not hating on him but I've seen a few of his reviews like 5 to 10 where he's generally overly positive for example the Evil West review no hate Uh, I don't mean he's a shill I just find him unreliable. Uh, was he was he was he out of step with everybody else on Evil West? Seventy three and a seventy five Metacritic. PC depends on where he played. Seventy three. Seventy three on PC, and then oh, hang on, it's freezing up. Let me check Steam. Let me check Steam. I loved Evil West personally. Yeah, I don't think Evil West was like some was was some like monumental game that deserved high praise, but I don't feel like he's way out in left field if it's landing in the seventies. It depends on what kind of a score or or, or praise he gave it. I've I've not watched his review. It has a seventy five. See, that's consensus. Seventy three Metacritic, seventy five Metacritic, Steam. It has a seventy five. That, so that's consensus. So I would need to know how high was his praise for a game that's getting that's getting a seven and a half pretty much across the board. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't mean he's an a hole. I just like calling him. Uh, I just like calling him that a hole. No disrespect intended. <laughs> he gave that game a crazy good review. Evil West was a good game. Some things need to be fixed, but a good game overall. Skillup is focusing too much on the immersive sim aspect of the game rather than the enemy AI and the combat, etc. He strongly recommended it. Most of his games uh, with that is like an 8 out of 9. Okay, but okay, here's here's where I'm going to push back. Here's how I'm going to push back. I said this morning that there's usually a cluster, right? Right now, the reason that my alarm bells were ringing for Atomic Heart is... There doesn't seem to be a cluster. Four, fives, and sixes, seven, eights, and nines, kind of all over the board. And then Skillup says, I don't recommend it, right? You have like this, you have like a wide gamut 
of responses to the game, okay? When I look at Evil West, I'm seeing a cluster. I'm seeing consistency, right? Seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half. So guess what? Skill up's just on the higher end of the cluster. If it's getting seven and a halves, that means some people are giving it eights and nines and really liked it, and some people are giving it sixes and sevens and didn't like it that much. Do you see what I'm saying? He's just on the other edge of the bell curve. That doesn't make him unreliable. Now, if Skill Up gave an 8 and a 9 to a game, and he highly recommended it, and that game was clustering down in the 6s, or had this big, huge, crazy spread of scores at 4s and 5s, well, then I would understand what you were saying. Do you, do you see what I mean? Like, look at the cluster, and he's landing on the high end of the cluster. This game doesn't have a, a cluster right now. This game's all over the place. JW with 24 months in a VIP. Yo, that's a red badge for two years. Best two years of my life. Maybe I should go outside more, JKJK. Keep doing your thing, Lono. We're all here to ride to the top. There's that red badge. Guys, let's get some more badges in chat. 11 out of 25 on the member goal. Make me gift five. Make me pay it forward. Help us get closer to me having to do a Just Dance stream. Or at the very least, the horror weekend streams are a blast with my wife. It all goes back to subjectivity. It goes both ways. Skillup can really like a game that's getting a 7. I hate the number scores. I'm sorry if I use Shillup. Uh, I meant something else. Listen, Rising Alex, once you establish your position with sentences instead of a label, look what we look where we landed. Oh, you think he's unreliable because he gave recommendations on games that you thought were poor or bad or whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> like saying someone's unreliable because they don't typically line up with where you land is different than calling someone a shill. And obviously, I'm sensitive to that because I've been called the same thing because I say something that somebody doesn't agree with. I'm like, get the frick out of here. I'm not a shill, and neither is he. Like, if if you find somebody on the higher end of a bell curve of a game, that doesn't mean they're a shill. It might just mean that maybe they're different than you and they actually liked it. The man is saying he's not recommending Atomic Heart, and Atomic Heart, contrary to Evil West, doesn't seem to have a great cluster right now. There doesn't seem to be a consensus. Yo, Legend, with nine months, welcome back in. Thanks for jumping back in, my man. Yes, Lono, but you are a shill, says you bear. If Skillup gave 7 out of 10 to every game, regardless of the rest of the industry giving it lower or high scores, I would call him IGN up. I think I heard somewhere as a joke, and then I used the word and didn't think about what it meant. You're good. You're good, Rising Alex. I slap it down really, really quickly. I do. I slap it down super quick, right? And I know that Shillup is a nickname from Layman Gaming, Justin Kidder. I know that it's a joke, but when people don't use it as a joke, I gut check it. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, you're not going to come in here and passively dismiss some guy. Because listen, there's a giant difference between saying, I don't find him reliable. I don't line up with this perspective. But when you label him shill up and you do it in a way that sounds like it's a dismissal, that is a very, very far-reaching summary of the man. It's a far-reaching summary of his content and his brand, and that's why I don't like it. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You don't agree with his reviews. You don't agree with some of his with some of his scores. Okay. But if you're going to like summarize his brand summarize his reliability with that label that's when I take an issue with it I'm like wait hang on a minute like I didn't agree with his his anthem review that doesn't mean I think like he's an overcritical 
ninny or something. You guys are defending and debating opinions which are subjective. I just beat Forspoken yesterday, and I'm glad I didn't listen to reviews because I really liked it. Right, but, and now your mama knows what you're, ad- what you're advocating for is review agnosticism. Review agnosticism is the idea that, like, we can't know anything. We can't know if it's a good game or a bad game. Reviews are subjective. Reviews are all over the place. Well, then delete your YouTube channel, and I'll do the same, and we'll go off and do something else, because there's no point in discussing games if everything's subjective. Do you see, like, you, you can't advocate for agnosticism within the reviews of games because subjectivity is like an escape route. There is typically consensus. There's typically a cluster. When you look at a game, you can have some you can have some semblance of an idea, right? Of of where a game lands on quality. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. Like Forspoken is not a great game. I'd argue it's probably not even a very good game. Okay, it's a video game that you may enjoy, depending on where you end up landing on like subjectivity and gameplay but you're not necessarily going to be able to say no it's a great game and the way I defend it being a great game is by saying all reviews are subjective you just undercut anybody caring about what you have to say then don't you see you're chopping off the very branch you're standing on oh, I liked it I thought it was good well but you just argued that they're so the reviews are so subjective that they don't matter Gnosticism no I said agnosticism Gnosticism is the focus on knowledge. Gnosticism, gnosis, gnosis, knowledge. Like agnosticism is like a atypical or atheistic. Like agnosticism, the idea that we can't know anything. Agnosticism is the idea that we can't know anything, which to make that claim is the claim of knowledge, which means you just undercut your entire premise. It's a self-refuting premise. So like it's a self-refuting premise to be like, well, I like the game. I didn't really care what the reviewer said. But you just essentially said that your opinion of the game doesn't matter because it's purely subjective. Aggregate reviews give a 30,000 feet look at a game, but for whether you personally will enjoy it or find one or two reviews uh, who share most of your own preferences. Right, and that's a way of looking at it, Chapter 8. Like, try and find people... Try and find people that you feel you can you like. Okay, this guy's like me. This girl's like me. I I, I can watch their reviews and have a general idea of whether or not I'm going to enjoy the game. Like when Skillup talks about games, he looks at games and uses phrases and he has ideologies that line up with mine. I'm like, I can trust this guy when he says bad game, good game, recommend, don't recommend. Like I know I line up with them. I get you, I'm just saying it depends if you value bugs and graphical issues over story and gameplay, and I thought Forspoken was pretty good, but uh, was glad it wasn't so long. Right, and again, bugs and glitches and graphical issues always come down to frequency and intensity. How often is it happening? Is it stuttering every 30 seconds? Get the frick out of here, I'm not playing your game. Is it stuttering once an hour? I get like a random stutter sometimes in Hogwarts. I'm not going to throw my controller in the air and be like, can't play it! Right? The, the, the frequencies, it's infrequent enough that I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. The other issue is the intensity of the problem. Does it crash once an hour? That's pretty intense. It doesn't happen all that often. Yeah, but it's intense. That's an intense problem. I lost all my progress. I lost all my resources. Okay, okay, that's an intense problem. It only happens once a day. Well, it doesn't matter. Frequency and intensity matter. So, 
in the realm of Atomic Heart, it seems to me that the bugs and the graphical issues are not frequent enough, they're not intense enough to warrant somebody saying, you can't play it, it's bad. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm just letting people know they're there. Listen, if that's the kind of stuff that's going to trip you up and kill your immersion and make you want to stop playing, then you may want to skip Atomic Cart. Largely, my conclusion was proceed with caution. Proceed proceed with caution. You're talking about Outriders? No. You're allowed to you're allowed to not agree with reviews. We did not agree with the review of Deathloop as reviewers saying its praises. Yeah, I found myself way on the low end of the bell curve for Deathloop. People were giving Deathloop 9s and 10s and calling it a masterpiece. And I was like, this is a 7 maybe? Like, maybe a 7? Yeah, people in chat are saying they like ACG. I like ACG. I think he leans positive. I don't think he's like overly biased and like overly... I don't think he like exaggerates. But I do think there are people that have personalities that lend themselves to just being more positive about games. In my experience, I've had podcast co-hosts that were like that. Ginger is like that. Ginger Ginger Prime, he leans in the positive on games. That doesn't mean his, his feedback's irrelevant, but you have to just kind of know going in, well, this guy kind of leans a little positive, right? You know, I might give a game a seven. This guy's probably going to give it an eight or an eight and a half. Like, you almost want to know where they are in the spectrum in relation to you. That's not me, like, smacking them down or denouncing them. I'm like, yeah, this guy leans a little more positive than I do. He's not quite as critical as I find myself typically getting. I listen to Skill Up, and I'm like, this guy's getting pretty critical. He gets down into the minutia of the game, and that's something I do as well. You're a negative Nancy Lono? No, I'm not. My bl- my brother and I, my brother-in-law and I, have similar preferences with food. Except he likes spicy way more than I do. I take that into account when he gives his opinion. That's exactly right. Like he goes down the the, the spicy uh, c- uh, paradigm or the spectrum. He goes down further than you. So you know if he's like, oh yeah, you got to get that classic pad thai. You know, okay, what 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 uh, what flavor intensity did you get? He's like, I got a seven. You're like, I'm gonna get a four. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna dial it back from where he hits. The last couple ACG reviews I've listened to and watched, I'm like, I love this guy. He's exhaustive. I feel like I get good information from him, but I feel like he leans positive. I feel like he just has a more positive attitude and outlook which is great. I think you need people like that. I think people like that add shades of color to what we do, and then you're going to have other guys that tend to be more critical. Now, the people that I don't like listening to are the people that just seem hungry to find fault. They think it's their job to unearth all of the problems and just put them before you and act as if that's representative of the product. Here's all the problems. I I don't want to watch somebody like that. I, I don't. No, thank you. Anybody can do that, right? Get out the sifting bowl, sift the game through it, and be like, problem, 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 problem. Here's my review. And they just shove all the problems in your face. It's like, that's not a review. You were problem hunting. You were flaw hunting. I think a lot of gamers approach their own reviews that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just a shill. This game's got tons of problems. They have their problem glasses on. That's all they look for. 
so they can't see any of the redeeming qualities of the game. ACG does that to maintain the professionalism with the devs and the publishers. Uh, there are two ways to critique a game, and I respect the business way he does it compared to others. Yeah, I mean, listen, no shade. Do you honestly think somebody at that level with that many subscribers wants to risk like uh, disrupting good relationships just to like earn your respect? As long as he points out problems and flaws and doesn't like mislead you or not talk about certain things, right? If the positive lean allows for truth to be told, then I have no problem with it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm totally chill with somebody having a positive lean as long as it's not like obfuscating the truth. If their positive lean makes them put a blindfold on to the truth, and I'm like, I don't want to listen to this guy. I never get that impression from ACG. I feel like he's honest. I feel like he tells the truth. The truth is never sacrificed on the altar of positivity with him. Does that make sense? He doesn't go full. When someone leans positive, that's not the same as somebody who sacrifices the truth on the altar of positivity. Just a great, it's a great game. It's awesome. Nine out of ten. No, 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 no. That's somebody who is literally putting truth on the altar of positivity and just chopping its head off and being like, I'm not going to give you an accurate representation of the product. I've never gotten that impression from him. I've watched a handful of his reviews. Lono, I totally understand what you're saying. As uh, as I review a lot of things from games to movies, and I get it that people get the type of things, I like to try to be fair. Here's the thing. I think... He buys his review copies as well. N- no. No. He gets review copies and then he buys a game to give away. You can't buy a review copy. I'm not I'm not trying to be pedantic, Quintar. You can't get a review copy for money. <laughs> you they send it to you early so you can play it and review it. And then when that happens, he buys a copy and gives it away to somebody. Right? Isn't that how he does it? I don't think you, you can't like pay for a review copy, right? This is one of the best ways, I think, to analyze he gives the review copy away. Well, maybe he gets extras then. How does he give the review copy away? He has to use the review copy to review the dadgum game because he plays early. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't make any sense. What does he ask for two codes? Because he has to use the review copy to play early. You can't buy a game and play it a week early. That's not a thing. Like, you, you get where I'm coming from? This is the best way to know that you can kind of trust a reviewer. If the reviewer sort of owns their bias, their perspective, and the vantage point that they come from, then you can trust them. Because let's say that you really line up with what they're saying. That's helpful. Because you're like, oh, I'm similar to this guy. I can trust their review. Now, if they outline their perspective, their viewpoint, and where they come from, and it's nothing like you at all, then you can take their review with a grain of salt. You're like, well, they're different than me. I appreciate and respect people who are pretty honest with their their bias, their viewpoint, where they come from. I've done that before with you guys. I'm like, listen, man, I am a sucker for third-person action-adventure games, so that's going to shade my review of a game. If it delivers that and I'm having a blast... I'm, I'm going to be way more likely to enjoy a game like that. I said that with Hogwarts Legacy. I was like, man, I just love games like this. I just think they're fun. Third-person action adventure. Oh my gosh, let's go. I'm, I'm in. 
I'm having I'm having a great time. That's going to shade my view of it. So then if you hear that and you think I'm the same way, right? I'll probably like Hogwarts too. Now, if somebody reviewed Hogwarts and told you, "I really can't stand third-person action adventure games. I think they're boring and repetitive and there's too many fetch quests and it's like a dadgum chore simulator." Okay? If you hear that and you're like, I'm not like that, I love games like that, then you could dismiss their criticism. If you hear somebody say that and you're like, yeah, I don't want another open world chore simulator, well, then you could take their review more to heart. Does that make sense? Like, that's how you cut through the BS of, well, reviews are subjective. Okay, stop it. You're not saying anything. You you can use reviews as a measure and a barometer for your potential enjoyment of a game. Does that make sense? Like, your potential enjoyment of a game is never determined by the review outlets, but the review outlets can give you some indication of, this game's gonna land as a 9 out of 10 for you. This game's gonna land as a mid-level 7 out of 10 for you. It has nothing to do with whether or not the review outlets are, are correct or incorrect. It's they're communicating something about the game from their perspective and you're almost like trying to line up and say how much do I dovetail with their per- perspective and starting point and that makes their review more tr- not mo- mo- more trustworthy it makes it more meaningful and impactful for me so I think that's why whenever we get in these discussions and people are like just oh, immediately like, oh, yeah, the, the reviews are subjective. Who cares what the review outlets say? It's like, well, what on earth? Then we can't know anything, right? If we can't know anything, then what's the point of even having the discussion? What's the point of you even saying you liked the game? I'm like that with the last of a show. I tell everyone I'm biased because it's the best game I played, but it also makes me very critical towards the show also. Yeah, you know what's funny is sometimes the bigger the fan you are of something, the more critical you are. It's harder for you to enjoy it. Like, I couldn't enjoy Obi-Wan for that reason. I'm too big of a Star Wars fan. I'm like, this is awful. This is garbage. And then like armchair new to the franchise fans are like, this is fun. There's a lightsaber. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to be nearly as critical. So again, you're always you're always sifting through and trying to contextualize why somebody is saying something, not to dismiss it, but to understand, oh, this is where they're coming from. So this review means more or less to me depending upon that aspect. Not to dismiss and denounce, but you're trying to find the value in the critiques, the reviews, and the feedback to then make a decision as a consumer. It goes beyond that. We had a moment with the Hogwarts review where we could even tell how they played the game based on their criticism. So there's still information in that. That's exactly right, Valiant. We had that guy say too much dialogue, too much fast travel. And then they said that it wasn't long enough. They said that the story was shorter than they they were promised. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're clearly skipping everything. You're skipping all the dialogue. You're not in, you're not soaking in the story. Like I barely scratch the surface of the game and I've got like 16 hours. Like come on. Hogwarts surprised me, which is why I liked it so much. I had many worries about the game. Even a bad review has good information in it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. 
Game Pass is great for third-party games for people that won't play like this game. Listen, I didn't want this, this stream to turn into an Xbox bashing session, but I do think that is an important point that I made during my show open. In light of the debate that I just had with Doc Dark and 30 and Still Gaming, this is not a screaming endorsement. This is a perfect Game Pass game. Atomic Heart is a perfect Game Pass game because it seemingly is not worth $70 based on the giant disparity between all the reviews that are out there. The huge chasm of difference in the scores makes it a hard game to recommend at $70, which makes it perfect for Game Pass. That's not a screaming endorsement to say that Game Pass is a great catch-all for games that aren't worth buying. You, you, like, you should never be boasting about Game Pass, and if that's your boast, that, <laughs> at least I didn't have to buy this game. Do, did you hear what you just said? You, you, you just basically said that Game Pass isn't that valuable. Ridiculous take. It's just an average game. Game Pass has nothing to do with it. Why is that a ridiculous take? Atomic Heart has been front and center in the Game Pass game list offerings from Microsoft. Since last year, it's been up there in the list. Big, good-looking AAA title going to Game Pass. I've, I've had to hear from the Game Pass guys being like, we're getting Atomic Heart. We're getting Atomic Heart. Oh, oh, okay. And then Atomic Heart hits. Reviews are kind of all over the place. Doesn't seem like it's a $70 game. Doesn't seem like it's worthy of the $70 strong endorsement. And if that's your boasting point to be like, yeah, well, that's the value of Game Pass. Here's another game that, thankfully, I didn't have to buy it. Is that is that valuable? Like at one level it's valuable, it's helped you save money, but another point it's like but that's is that what Game Pass is for? A catch-all for games that aren't worth buying? That says that Game Pass is perfect value. It's cheap and the games are cheap. Now it isn't the AAA day and date we've been promised, but that's a separate discussion. No game is worth 70 bucks. I mean, that's your opinion. I think plenty of games are worth $70. You think the game you think the game price going up by $10 suddenly means that no game can hit that value? A, a $10 price increase means that we're never going to get games at that point? There are plenty of games right now that are 60 and that jump up in $10 is like that's insurmountable. It's insurmountable. No one can, no one can increase the value of games by $10. It's not possible. Perfect game for Game Pass is not a slam because it's not $70 good. Not many would buy it. On Game Pass, more people would play it. But that's not the dunk that people think it is, Justin Kidder. I'm not saying it's a slam, but it's not a slam dunk either. Oh, yeah. Another game hit Game Pass that's kind of mid and not so great. Thank goodness I didn't have to buy this game. Did you just defend Game Pass by saying that you're, you you've got another game that's not worth buying? That that's that's your defense of Game Pass? I don't think people hear what they're saying. So many times I've seen Game Pass defended with games like Atomic Heart. <laughs> yeah, suckers, I didn't have to buy that game. Game definitely wasn't worth it. 
Thank God for Game Pass. I'm only signing back up for Game Pass because of Atomic Heart. It's coming, and then I'll play Hi-Fi Rush and return to High on Life. Lono's actually right. Right, like, look at what Cowboy just said. The reviews are pouring in. Atomic Heart's not getting consistency, not getting ringing endorsements. It's getting good scores, mid scores, and bad scores. It's all over the place. It's It seemingly isn't good enough to convince him to be like, I'm just going to buy it for the 70. What's it say? Well, I, nah, that game game's landing kind of in the mid it's landing in the sevens i'm gonna get game pass for 10 bucks so i don't have to buy that game when i see a game like this going to the subscription it tells me the developer lacked confidence on the sales of their potential game would you please then name games you think are worth 70 any of the first party titles i bought for my ps5 returnal ratchet and clank horizon forbidden west and God of War Ragnarok were all worth 70 in my book. I got I got next gen performance, I got really cool new features. I've gotten tons and tons of value out of those games, tons of hours. They're they're, be, they're beautiful games. They're magnificent. They those were all worth 70 to me. Movie games boring. Said like someone I know that hasn't played those games. Calling Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok movie games is, it's just laughably stupid. I'm sorry, I don't have any respect for that opinion anymore. I think that's 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 a stupid opinion. It is. It's not worthy of respect. To, to reduce games that win awards and get nominated and get high reviews and are critically acclaimed and have massive commercial success, to be like, those are movie games. Like, like, it's, it's amazing to me it's amazing to me that that criticism is now the go-to criticism of Sony oh those are movie games those are movie games like tell me that your criticism is empty and vapid and non-substantive without telling me it's empty and vapid and non-substantive Dead Cells is a better rogue, light, than Returnal. Subjective opinion, not based on anything that the game sets out to do. Judging a game by its merits is not the same as judging a game based on its comparison to other games. Like, compare compare any game to any other game and you can do that. You can you can do that. This game's a better RPG than this game is. Okay, that just means you liked it more. That doesn't mean it's true. How is Returnal a movie game? If anything, it's almost all only gameplay. Well, yeah, and and, the, and this person knows that, so that's why they're quick to dismiss it and say, "Oh, Dead Cells is a better rogue." Uh, okay, again, you just show that you don't have an argument when you want to dismiss some of the most commercially successful games last year, some of the most praised games, some of the games that got the most award nominations as movie games. You're just showing me you've never played them. You don't have a PlayStation Five because if you did, nobody that owns a PlayStation Five would say that. Nobody that's played those games will be like, yeah, they're just movie games. They're just movie games. I'm watching my son play Ratchet and Clank, and like, I, I literally can't have any respect for somebody saying that because it's literally stupid. You're just saying something that's stupid. It's nonsensical. You look at a game with, 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 I don't even know how many weapons are in Ratchet and Clank. I don't know, 50? And all these different build and upgrade options within the actual weapon system and then you got all of the different movement all the different combinations all the different approaches to combat all the different things that you can do and you're like it's just a movie game your opinion is stupid 
It's not a respectable opinion. Number one, it's not informed. It doesn't come from playing the game. It's not based on actual gameplay mechanics. You're not like breaking the game down to its parts and saying, here's why it's a movie game. You're just using some new like anti-Sony colloquialism that you think gets you out from under actually needing to say something worthy of substance. You just, oh, it's a movie game. Those are just, those are just movie games. So then you don't have to say anything. Both Ori's, Hellblade, Hot Wheels, ESO, all the Halos, several Star Wars games, Lego games, Battlefield are all on Game Pass. Well, that's the other point I wanted to make. Uh, I, I wish I would have made this point in the debate with Doc. Dan, you know what's funny to me? Is people will sit and say, look at all these great games that are on Game Pass. A lot of those are old games. I'm not going to disagree with you. They're great games, but they're old games. So you're allowed to count old games when it fits your narrative, right? Yeah, look at all these great games on Game Pass. Well, they're old games, right? Maybe they might pop off back with, like, FPS boosts. Oh. Hmm. So Game Pass is really valuable because of old games and FPS boosts. Hmm. Let's apply that logic to the PS5. Director's cuts of... Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima, free upgrades, 4K checkerboard, and 60 FPS modes for God of War 2018, and 60 FPS upgrades for Spider-Man and Horizon Zero Dawn. But those are old games, and they're just making them run better. Oh, but we just said those are great value points to the Xbox Game Pass ecosystem, right? Right? Bunch of old games that have had their graphics turned up, right? Doesn't that then therefore make PS5 a great value, a great ecosystem, a great thing to buy into? You just move the goalposts. PlayStation's just a bunch of movie games. They don't even have that many first-party exclusives. We got way more games over here on Game Pass. Yeah, and most of those games are old. And yes, a lot of them have had their performance improved with FPS Boost. But if you're going to argue that that adds value to Game Pass, you just argued that the PlayStation 5 has amazing value too. Right? How has this turned into a Game Pass NAD stream? Because Atomic Heart is on Game Pass, and I don't think it's the dunk and the win that I want to see for Game Pass. Your account is three days old you are banned you still have to buy those games though right but lone wolf here's the thing though here's the thing listen to the argument listen to the argument go back and watch the stream with doc dark okay one of the consistent things that doc said in defense of game pass is everyone talks about this is this is what he kept saying everybody talks about how xbox doesn't have any games Xbox doesn't have any good games. Game Pass doesn't have any good games. And what's he say? It does. Look at all these great games. Look at all these amazing things. And lots of people who defend the Xbox Series X will tell you, look at all these great games, look at all these great old games, and they got FPS boost. You just argued for the PS5 also having a bunch of great games and also having a bunch of great features like free updates to Spider-Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, and God of War to run better and to look better. Director's cuts of Ghost of Tsushima and Death Stranding. That arguably means all those games are functioning at at, at next-gen performance. They might not have like next-gen lighting, but they're running at next-gen performance. There's zero load time now when I play Ghost of Tsushima. Zero load time. 
and better performance, better resolution, better frames per second. So I'm getting some of the things I was promised on next gen in an amazing game. It's an amazing game. So if I'm going to sit here and give you credit and say, okay, sure, you're right. Game Pass has lots of great games on it, and they improved a lot of the performance of those games. I have to be consistent and say the same thing about the PlayStation 5. But you have to buy those games. We're not debating whether or not you should spend the money. We're debating whether or not both platforms have good ecosystems with good games. That's what we're debating. And what I want to see for Game Pass is not a game like Atomic Heart that quite literally will be celebrated because, well, I didn't have to buy it. It's not worth 70 and thank goodness for Game Pass. I didn't have to buy the game. Don't you see, like, that's not a dunk. You're not, that's not a slam dunk to be bragging about Game Pass with a game that you're arguing isn't worth the money. Is, is, should that be the slogan of Game Pass? Game Pass. Come play games that aren't worth buying. <laughs> like, does the same go for EA Pro? You'll be able to play Dead Space, Wild Heart, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, all for 15 without buying. Well, you're you're right there, Vig. You're right where I wanted to go, right? You're right where I wanted to go. Dead Space reviews tended to trend high. They also tended to trend high with people who are fans of the game. Let's say Star Wars Jedi Survivor comes out and it gets great reviews, and everybody says it's worth buying. That makes that EA Play subscription incredibly value invaluable because you just got a game that is highly reviewed, well worth purchasing and it's just on this subscription. It's just on the sub fee. It's just on the sub model for you. Think of it another way. Let's say that the undeniable praise and the acclaim that Hi-Fi Rush got. What if we were seeing the same response to Atomic Heart? That's the dunk that you want. That's the dunk that you want. That's the win that you want for Game Pass. I think you've figured out the behavior of alt accounts. They never interact with chat, only Lono. I'm seeing a pattern. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes that's a dead giveaway. Please explain free updates. What does that mean? Spider-Man isn't uh, from to upgrade uh, to the remastered version. Is that what you're saying? But updates should always be free? Well, no. Updates should not be free if they add features. Like, the the director's cuts that cost you an extra $10 for Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima, I think that's worth the $10. You're literally buying features. God of War 2018 got a free update to 4K checkerboard 60fps performance, and Horizon Zero Dawn also got a free update to 60fps performance. I I thought Spider-Man just got a free update on PlayStation 5. I just thought I updated. I just thought I one day played it and it got better performance. I didn't do anything. I don't think I bought anything. I could be wrong. You might have to also upgrade Spider-Man for what ten bucks to get what the remastered. Yeah, Saint. Yeah, sometimes people don't interact with chat or read chat because they're doing something else. But there's obviously a vibe shift when someone comes in and they're constantly taking digs at me and they never really look at chat or interact with chat. It might be an indication we have somebody on an alt. 
They released the remaster attached with Morales. Oh, that's right. If you bought the remaster, didn't you get Miles Morales or something? I don't remember how they handled it with Spider-Man. I just know that they did it for free for Ragnarok, and they did it for free with Zero Dawn, and then they had the $10 upgrades for director's cuts of Death Stranding and Ghost of Tsushima that I thought were well worth it because you got a bunch of extra features added. They went back and did a bunch of stuff to those games that you were basically paying for. If a game has been out as long as Ghost of Tsushima was, you spending $10 for the director's cut upgrade is totally fair. They, they, they don't owe you that for free. The game's been out for how long? It's not a patch. It's not a bug fix. It's a feature ad. Yo, what's good, Big O? Just tuning in to talk to you and ignore chat. Here's a great reason to be here all the time, right? We've had 11 members this morning gifted. If we hit 25, I'll gift five. I do that at the end of the stream. It's a reason to continue watching. The longer you watch, the more you press like, the more likely it is you will get one of those gifted memberships. Could we get 60 more likes on this video? Let's aim for 400 likes. Let's aim for 25 members. And let's see if we've had any coffee orders today. Uh, no, we haven't. I've got emails from something else. No, Spider-Man is not free to the remastered. It's $10. Okay. The reason... Here's the thing. The reason I've never had an issue with spending that $10, Cowboy, is because I have no problem paying for a premium product. I don't. I have no problem paying for a premium product. If somebody said, you can rent this movie for $5 or $8 and when I rent the $8 version it's like an extended version of the movie I have no problem spending the extra money because I'm going to get more stuff it doesn't bother me at all to spend more to get more that transaction is not to me that's not a problem it never has been yo Quintar we're going to hit this come on 16 members on the day one goes to De Silva, Rising Alex, A, 809 Lion snagged one, Shadow and Tony the Tiger. If any of you just got a gifted member and you want to pay it forward, you can gift one. You don't have to do a big batch. Let's let's have like a pay it forward train. Like just pass it off. Hand hand a gifted to somebody. <clears throat> my shipping confirmation email for my PSVR2, is that what you're asking about? I got that, but it was just a label creation. Will you be buying Hellblade 2? Yeah, I'll be buying Hellblade 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I want I want, I want, want that game to be mine. Well, I know it's not mine, right? When you buy something digitally, you're buying a license. But, like, I want that on my Xbox as a purchase. I'm not, I'm not playing that game on Game Pass. No way. That's one Sony... That's one thing that Sony is absolutely annoying me on. It doesn't help each game... It has to be specifically patched to 60 episodes on PS5. For instance, I want to play Far Cry 5, but it's only 30 on PS5, but 60 elsewhere. Oh, Far Cry 5? Oh, maybe they have to push out like an actual update because they didn't. They like even FPS boost is an update to the game. You know what I mean? Hellblade 2 looks like the perfect Game Pass game. I will slap you, Abe. Miles is on PS Plus, but the remastered Spider-Man 1 still costs 10 bucks. 
you would think Sony would make the remake available on PS Plus also. Yeah, I feel like games are going to get kicked to PS Plus when they've been out for a year. That's what they did with Horizon Forbidden West. So I'm not quite sure what they're doing with Spider-Man. Again, Spider-Man always seems to get different treatment for some reason, like as a piece of property. Oh yeah, yeah. My whole my whole morning's been frazzled. My laptop's like still out there open on the couch. I got I did not get my uh You know what I mean? I, I did not get my uh my work done properly this morning. If Hellblade two is longer than the first one, I might buy it. I beat Hellblade one in one day. Yeah, Hellblade one's pretty short game. It's a pretty short game. I want to say Sony really took an L losing Hellblade 2, but then I see Bleeding Edge, and I don't know, maybe Hellblade 1 was lightning in a bottle. I hope Hellblade 1 was not lightning in a bottle. Will you cover Sons of the Forest? It's smaller and not coming to consoles until later. Really excited for the early access. I actually love games like that. I just don't know. I mean, I could play it for an afternoon and see what people think. How far are you in Hogwarts? 16 hours? When I have those uh, kind of mornings, I just go back to bed and use one of my sick days. Yeah. I don't even know if we should, if we should, I'm torn. I'm torn. I have this, I still have like hesitancy and fear about doing gameplay this far out. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have thumbnails made for Hogwarts gameplay. I would have to move the PlayStation in here. Uh, I was going to work on the campaign, you know? but I just don't know the last time we streamed it we got really good results only because we were on some huge recommend like we were drifting off some other video some Tetris video um where is it where is it uh when did we play yeah 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 we did side quests yeah we did side quests that day um although although it did it did really really well it did really really well with um with watch time people watched and enjoyed it so we didn't we didn't purely stream to you know people that were just pulling off that recommend i don't know we gotta lose we could schedule it and do a couple hours and see how it goes we could do it we could do it because i'm really enjoying that game so so much i really really am <clears throat> some tetris video don't talk like you're better than tetris lono <laughs> You haven't earned what Tetris earned. Uh, the regular version of Spider-Man's on PS Plus, though, so I guess Sony can still say they added Spider-Man, just not the remastered. Maybe because the remastered came to PC. The way they even handled the PC port was weird, Cowboy. It was super weird. It was like, they they charged more than they should have, and so it didn't sell as well, and Returnal's not doing very well uh, on Steam because it immediately was getting bashed because of um, Epic Online services being needed for co-op. Like, the Steam community is so infuriating. A, a game a game that should be crushing on Steam is, is, is having a hard time. Like, it should be crushing, and it's not. I'm so disappointed. I was like, it's a rogue. Rogues do so well on Steam, but everybody loses their dadgum mind because it uses Epic Online services for the co-op and it immediately starts getting bashed and it all of its momentum has been kind of zapped. 
Returnal didn't sell on PlayStation either. No, yeah, Returnal did fine on PlayStation. It did fine. It was a PlayStation 5 exclusive from Housemark, and it was very ambitious. Commercially, it did totally fine. It, it, look at any of the sales. It, look at any of the sales reports. R- Returnal did not did not do poorly on PlayStation. <clears throat> Sony is not doing a great job optimizing most of their games on PC. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. What are you talking about? All their PC ports have been hailed as very well. <clears throat> excuse me, as very well optimized. What do you mean? Days Gone is rock solid. God of War 2018 was hailed as one of the best PC ports ever. Uh, there was the Uncharted one recently that got a ton of praise for being very well optimized. And Returnal got a very good rating from Digital Foundry. And they said it could be better, but they said it was good. Where are you seeing it getting bashed? Well, it only has an 81% on Steam, and that's because day one, it had like a 60% because everyone was giving it thumbs downs because of the L- the Epic Online thing. <clears throat> the Horizon port was bad? Yeah, Horizon port was bad. Yeah, the Spider-Man port was hailed as a very good port. The only one that was bad in the bunch was Horizon Zero Dawn, and they fixed a lot of those issues. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn was rough. It had performance problems when they ported it to PC. That's 100% true. But all the rest of them got great, great reviews with respect to port quality. 81% doesn't sound bad. Well, but you have to consider something, Robert. 81 should be more like a 91 when people are just immediately giving it a thumbs down because of the Epic Online thing. I'm not into rogues, but Returnal is the one game that makes sense when you die and come back. My other streamer family, a guy who made his empire off Hades and plays indie rogues, bought Returnal for PC, and he couldn't put it down. He used a PS5 controller, and the haptics blew his mind. I was trying to tell Doc, man, haptics are not a gimmick. I was like, they're not a gimmick, Doc. They they add to the immersion. It's It's incredible. <clears throat> Do you think we'll see a trend of PS exclusives being dropped in PlayStation Plus game catalog after year after release? Yes, that's been my prediction for a long time. This is not me doing the I told you so thing, but I kept telling people this is the pattern I see they're going to do. Big first party release. It's going to hit PS Plus 12 months later. It'll hit PC 18 months. Like one year it'll hit PS Plus, a year and a half it'll land on PC. That's the pattern I see emerging between 18 and 24 months on PC somewhere in there but I see it yeah one year boom PS Plus and Forbidden West is right on time so I've tried haptics in the triggers thing it's definitely a gimmick see but you're talking about trigger you're talking about trigger resistance that's not haptic feedback that's not the only thing haptic feedback does A game is dead and gone after a year, though. You sure about that? <laughs> Are you sure about that? Have you checked any of the sales reports for games that have been out for a while, especially on that platform? Anytime they repopulate and restock the market with PS5s, their first-party titles have a huge surge in sales. Like, that's... No, that's not true. Some games, for sure, die after a year, but... Yeah, that's adaptive triggers. That's not really haptics. Haptic feedback is the unique and particular vibration patterns that they use in the controller. Sure, you feel different vibrations 
but only does the chomps your battery I don't know not for me I don't think haptics is going to land on everybody but I don't know if I were you the w- this is this is the only chance haptics might convert you King Arthur play the Astro Room game the free game that comes with PlayStation 5 play 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 the Astro Room and then tell me that haptics are a gimmick uh, I, don't, I don't think so <laughs> haptics can do some really really cool and creative things combine with the speaker combine with trigger feedback combine with motion controls that astro room man at that astro room is is clean bro it's very very clean it's it really shows how haptics can be a major point of immersion now if that doesn't convince you king Ar- king arthur everybody's different everybody's different some people are going to touch the controller and say I don't get it. Right? I don't get it. Why does everybody think this is dope? You, you might not be convinced, and that's fine, but I, I actually think haptics are way, way more enjoyable. Like, when you play Horizon Forbidden West, and you pull back the bowstring, and you almost feel it in the trigger, the, 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 the tension, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's really cool. It's... Listen... I was initially a huge skeptic. I was a huge skeptic. I was like, dude, I don't know. Who cares about that? Because the first time I experienced the triggers was in Hitman 3, and it messed me up because it gave me resistance. But the more games I played, the more I'm like, that is actually a huge immersion point for me. Now I grab an Xbox controller, and I just get the generic rumble, and I don't get anything in the triggers, and it's like a part of the game's not there. It's not doing anything to my hands. It's, it's like, it's not VR, but it's like, it's like low level VR. Like it's, it's, it's your major contact point with the game is your hands and it's interacting with your hands in a way that, you know, I think is, I think is really nice. I think especially once you get used to it, I actually typically turn off the adaptive trigger King Arthur. I like haptic feedback. I like the haptics. I like the, the speaker. I like the vibrations, but I do not like the trigger resistance. I typically actually turn that off. So everybody's different. I, that's that's one way that I'm different. Some people love the trigger resistance. I freaking hate it. Now, in Horizon Forbidden West, it doesn't really give you resistance. You almost feel the tension in the bowstring. It's different. It doesn't, like, stop. Like, in Hitman, the trigger just stopped. And I was like, what the frick? And it messed me up. I posted the February lineup for this month's PS Plus. Yeah, I've already seen that. I'm, I'm, I'm not being... I, I, I've already seen that, brother. <laughs> we were just talking about it a moment ago. Horizon Forbidden West is hitting. Is hitting the year after the game released. So. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We need nine more members, and I'll give five. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. If you want If you want to get a gifted, that's the way to do it. Stick around. We need 30 more likes. So do me a favor. I'm going to quick... Quick, quick run upstairs. I'm gonna use the restroom. I'm gonna grab my PlayStation. We're gonna we're gonna jump we're gonna jump to gameplay momentarily. So don't go anywhere. Let's get some members going. Let's not miss this goal. We've not missed it since November. Let's have a year streak, right? Let's get all the way to November. I'm never missing that goal. I will be right back. Please don't go anywhere. We don't run ads. That's why we push for, you know, sponsors, members, coffee, E T C. All right? I'll be right back. 
Okay, I'm back. Sorry. I had to get my PlayStation. Okay. Alright, if we're gonna do if we're gonna do these nine members, you're gonna have to do it relatively quickly. And then or we can do it in gameplay. You guys can save them. I gotta schedule this game, uh, this gameplay stream. Um, okay. I think, I think I saved the, um, I think I saved the thumbnail. Let me make sure. Yes, I did. Um, new gameplay. Game news Hogwarts. Okay. I actually played this. We've been playing this in the evenings as well and having a good time with it. My wife and I, like, she'll play on a separate monitor. So, what I'm envisioning happening is, is me catching up to her. Me catching up to her and, uh... Uh, we'll do it at 12.30. Me catching up to her and then just, like, starting another character. Or, I'm sorry, passing her. Yeah, you're good, Sven. You're good. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll do a member stream today. I don't know. It depends on how gameplay goes. It depends on how gameplay goes. Hmm... Okay. All right. All right. We can we can hang out for about I don't know ten ten minutes more just in case we we missed anything. You know, in southern Florida, iguanas fall out of the trees when it gets cold. Really? That's kind of crazy. So if we want a member stream, we should dig gameplay. They just fall over. <laughs> That's kind of funny. I mean, obviously it's not funny if they get hurt, but they probably do get a little hurt. Dropping tomorrow on GT7 till March. Sophie AI, I don't I don't know what you're saying. That sentence is that sentence seems like gibberish to me. I don't know what that is. Sony's Sophie AI is dropping tomorrow on GT7 till March. I'm not I don't know what that is. Let me see if I've got any shipping updates by the way on my PSVR2. Cuz I had somebody um <clears throat> give me a GT7 code your order has shipped check the status of the shipment here yeah it's telling me it's going to be here on the 22nd and the label's only been created so I don't know what the frick they're doing 
Oh, Rogue, RoboCop Rogue City is available for pre-order. Hogwarts uh, is my wife's first gaming experience, and she's already a true RPG fan. She's maxing out everything before completing the main storyline. Uh, I now have to buy a second PS5 for her. There you go. What studio is making RoboCop? Uh, Nacon? Have you ever seen a movie in 4DX? I've seen Avatar, and i just seen Atman in 4DX. It was pretty cool. No, I have not. Is there a second show today? We're going to be heading to gameplay of Hogwarts shortly. You guys know I've continued to say that gameplay is a bit of a question mark. The last couple times we've done Hogwarts gameplay, it's gotten great support from you guys. You stick around. You know, the conversations tend to continue because I'm able to I'm able to talk. It's not super demanding of my attention. So we're hoping that we continue to see that. Uh, we had a great turnout today for Atomic Heart Review Roundup. If you guys want to know my general consensus and thought and recap, I'll do that right now. Do me a favor. If you've enjoyed today, take the, take the time to press that thumbs up button, that like button, get us to 400 likes. Consider pushing us to the nine more members on the member goal or maybe order some coffee. So here's, here's my review roundup. The review roundup consensus has generally been that the the main character is not that enjoyable he's actually kind of annoying uh, the game does seem to run well uh, the performance reviews are coming out no major problems on console we did see some stuttering in IGN's footage that they highlighted we are hearing from even glowing reviews that there are bugs galore we don't know exactly how prevalent how consistent or how you know intense those bugs are and the scores range from four fives and sixes to seven eight and nines I've been telling people to proceed with caution I can't confidence say that this game is getting consistent or glowing reviews especially for the $70 price point because um, even the good reviews tended to be pretty critical of certain elements uh, some of the things that were praised was combat but then other people talked about the combat saying that it wasn't that creative or wasn't that exciting so that's kind of the recap of where you're going to find yourself with Atomic Heart gameplay now obviously Many people are going to look at Game Pass and say, oh, well, I don't have to spend the money to get it. I'll just play it on Game Pass. I actually, we had a bit of a debate about that. I don't think that's a huge, you know, dunk or or win for Xbox. Uh, if that's your bragging point is that you get to play games that are quote unquote not worth buying. Um, you know what I mean? It, 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 I, I just I don't think that's the victory and the win that everybody thinks it is. I've just been trying to tell people that I I want to have bigger victories and bigger and bigger wins for uh, for Game Pass for Xbox. Um, because I it, it just the more the more I've looked at that debate, the more I've looked at that discussion. I just I feel like people want me to give a bunch of credit to Game Pass for a bunch of old games. Uh, that aren't new, even though they're good, they're old. I'm supposed to give credit and be like, yeah, no, Game Pass is great. You can play a bunch of old games and oh, oh, FPS boost. But those same people will turn around and act like PlayStation 5 doesn't have that many great titles. And it's like, but if you use the same metric of, hey, there's old good games worth playing, whether it's Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War 2018, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding. These are all fantastic games, games that were nominated for awards. Uh, that have had performance boosts, just like FPS boosts, 
uh, with the only ones costing money. Actually, you get the performance boost in Ghost of Tsushima. You don't have to pay for it. When you buy the director's cut, you're spending money on you know, actual features and, and things that are going to change the experience of the game. So, Those people are not arguing in good faith. Call them on it and we'll make them argue. Uh, we'll not make them argue in good faith. I mean, that's a point I wish I would have made to Doc because I'm curious what he would say. Because that was something that Doc Dark kept kept kind of trumpeting during our debate was, man, Game Pass does have good games. It does. Like, look at all these great games. Like, look at all these great games. I'm like, yeah, but none of those are first party. None of those are next gen. None of those are new. I, I'm not going to debate that there aren't good games there. There are good games there. But then I think as soon as you do that, you give ground for a very strong defense at how PlayStation 5 is a very good console. It's worth owning. There's tons of great titles. Like I think you could make a substantive argument that playing Ghost of Tsushima in its current state is a next-gen experience. It is. <clears throat> you know, 60 FPS, zero load time, better resolution. Like it's a it's a gorgeous game. Like clearly the games coming to PC from PlayStation are proving that a lot of their games were ahead of their time. So when it finally lands on PS5 with a graphical and a performance update, you're essentially getting a next gen game. It's like doesn't need ray tracing to be next gen. It's doing the things that I was promised. I was promised faster load times, better frames per second, and better resolution. And I get that on on those games. I get that on those games. I I don't know. Yeah, more ray tracing. I yeah. Ray tracing is I just feel like ray tracing is super overrated. Super overrated. Alright, you guys got six minutes. We're going to be transitioning in six minutes. If you want to get these last nine, do it, and then I'll gift the five. If not, you can hold off. We could do it during Hogwarts gameplay. That might be a good idea, too. Either way, we do it. It's a great way to reward people who stuck with this episode, stuck with this show. When we do that at the end of an episode, that is like a really, really good push and a, and a really good uh, a, a pull. Uh, I can give you a total member count because we are having a huge upswing and we have some big incentives. Uh, I have not done a member count today. I did one earlier, but it was like a generic guess. We are at 2,110. 2,110. So we're less than 400 away. And Lone Wolf says, let's try it. Let's try it. He's going to do one that takes us to 17 on the day. And I did the five that I owed you guys during a members only stream on Friday night like I switched uh, members only to public for like 20 seconds and quickly gifted 5 I don't know if those people got pinged or alerted or what but I did make good on the 5 that I owed you guys I was supposed to do 5 during the debate with Doc and 30 and I completely forgot but I did that on Friday night how noticeable is ray tracing on an OLED TV yeah I'm not sure what you mean by that when is Dark Tide landing on the Xbox? I have, no, I have no idea. Base game polish can be on par with ray tracing. Odyssey's a good example. More ray tracing uh, should be a name on that key and on the key and peel <laughs> key and peel skit. Right, right, right. Mo Mo ray tracing. That's right. Mo Mo ray tracing. I still think you need the inverse of that skit with like a guy like me saying names like instead of saying Javon, saying like Jevin. Uh, <laughs> I think that could be hysterical. Mm-hmm. 
We live that all the time. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. No, you don't. I must have had... Yeah, I must have had... I've been using a new uh, hair product, and there's been a couple of times I've got it on my hair, like, over here, and I haven't rubbed it in enough, and I have some on my headphones. I was like, what is on my headphones? Did I get food on my headphones? No, it's that... It's this new product. I really like it. It's Old Spice, but sometimes... Like, I'll have it on my fingertips, and I'll be rubbing it in my hair, and it'll be on my palm... And I'll get it like in here, and I won't see it. Like I won't notice it because it's like on the on my on the palm of my hand. Is that hair gel? <laughs> there we go. I was like, I treat these Bose headphones pretty good. I treat these Bose headphones pretty good. The guy in the horse convinced you? Yeah, 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 yeah. He convinced me. Oh, that's too loud. Sorry. Use the same stuff, but it can clump. Yeah. Uh, and then I go over here for this game. I'm actually really interested to move the story along today. I am. Let me let me send out the tweet and let me give you guys a hyperlink so that you, if you prefer to not ride the redirect you guys got about two minutes two minutes and we're and we're bouncing so let me send my tweet out um boom okay send that like so I'll send an announcement in the discord okay alright here we go you guys can use that link in chat if you prefer not to ride the redirect it will bring me it will bring it'll bring you guys with me now keep in mind keep in mind gameplay is always a little weird because like not everybody comes with us, right? There's there's 350 of you and not everybody comes to gameplay. So please, when you head over, smash the like button. When we get those first 100 likes, it makes a humongous difference in how YouTube treats the video because YouTube will look at the video and be like, hey, what? Wh- why are there so many people here and no one's pressing like? Because a lot of you will come over with the redirect, okay? So do me a favor and do that as soon as we get over there. <clears throat> uh Thanks so much for clicking on the video. This is going to be my continued 
Hogwarts Legacy gameplay. We will be working on the main campaign today. Uh, We did a lot of side quests recently. If you are a member, be sure to check out those Friday night streams. My wife has been playing through on her own save as a Ravenclaw. It's been an absolute blast. It's a great reason to be a member. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. We did a discussion this morning. I did an Atomic Heart review roundup. So if you want to see all the different reviews and what people are saying, that past broadcast is there. And then if you want to become a member, you can click the join button or you can click uh, the the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat if you are here in the live stream. I'm going to end the previous stream uh, about Atomic Heart and bring everybody over. And that was a really